0: It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live.
1: Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On
0: Giants.com. You know
2: what I saw? New York Giant
0: Prime. And the Giants mobile app.
3: 17 14 in the final. One touchdown, we are world champions.
4: Believe it, and it will
0: happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out
4: there like a bunch of crazy dogs.
5: That's some fun. It's finally here, everybody. It's draft day. Welcome to Big Blue Kickoff Live. You got your fearsome foursome here Schmelk, Fegels, Datino, and Meadow. Two-hour special today, <clears throat> a lot to do, so let's get right to it, guys. Hello. Charlie Campbell will lead us off. Charlie Campbell, he is one of the most accurate mock drafters around. He covers a draft for Walter Football. He joins us right now on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Then we'll do our quick mock draft. Then we'll take your calls for the final hour of the program. Charlie, you got Schmelk, Figos, Meadow, Detino here in East <laughs> Rutherford, New Jersey. How are you today, sir?
6: I'm great. How are you
5: guys doing? Uh, we're great, Charlie, and I'm sure it's weird. Nobody seems to know what the heck's going to happen in the first picks of this draft, the first four before the Giants at five. So let's start really simply. You're the one of the most accurate guys to predict this stuff in, in, in the league. How good of a field do you have right now as of noon on Thursday? And give us your best prediction of what the top four is going to look like.
6: Well, I have a... I feel... well pretty pretty good about the top two picks uh from what i've heard of people with the jags it sounds like they're going to take trevon walker at one and then uh the lions will take aiden hutchinson at two based on what i've heard from people with detroit uh and and the other it, it could be flipped that would be the surprise uh, if the Jaguars took Hutchinson, but if they did, then the Lions would take Walker. Charlie, so, do you think? Do you uh, think
5: Iquanu is in the mix at all for the Jaguars? And one, or is he out of that mix?
6: He's out, uh, based on what I've heard. Okay. And they, you know, the the actions speak louder than words. Uh, you know, in terms of they extended Cam Robinson, uh, drafted Walker Little in the second round last year. They still have Jawan Taylor, who was a second round pick a few years ago. So And they need defense, They need a, a difference maker up front on the defensive line. They didn't address that in free agency, but they did sign uh, Brandon Sheriff as well up front. So uh, Aquanu is out. It's going to be Walker and Hutchinson, uh, and then the, the change-up would be if you flip the order. But those two guys are going to be the first two picks tonight.
5: And do you have a feel for three and four, or are you kind of just like everyone else kind of guessing right now?
6: Well, I've asked around a lot on pick three around the league. Nick Casario, the new Texans general manager, is keeping it really close to the best. But I've forty percent of people around the league are telling me they think they're taking Stingley. Another forty percent said Evan Neal, and about twenty percent said uh, Ikonwu. So I I ended up going with Stingley because I think if you look at their draft class as a whole, it comes out more talented. Uh, with Stingley and they really can't bank on getting a number one corner after that but they could get offensive line help at 13 and high in the second round there's a lot more depth there there's more depth at pass rusher as well so I think just thinking of the whole strategy of the draft they end up with more talent by taking Stingley at three and then at four I'm hearing the Jets are uh, you know, really high on Ahmad Sauce Gardner, the cornerback from Cincinnati, and I think he's their guy at four.
2: <clears throat> Jeff, mm-hmm. well, so I know that the Giants fans will be happy to hear that order right there because I think a lot of them want to get their offensive tackle, they would uh, certainly, if Aquanu was still there, they get their choice of all three of those guys. Um, t- I just yep. have a quick t- question for you. Um, well, I'll wait till we get to the fifth fifth, or after the fifth, when we get to the Giants' seventh pick, because that's the no, question I have, have for ask you. Ask what you want. Ask well, I, I just, I'm wondering if the seventh pick for the Giants, if you're hearing any type of, whether it's with the Giants or anybody, any type of trade scenarios you're hearing about in the top ten right now, uh, you know, around what you've been hearing. Is there anything substance to that?
6: Well, I've heard that Carolina wants to move down out of six. Um, Mm -hmm. They have no picks on day two, so that is entirely, you know, reasonable and easy to understand why they would want to move down uh, because they have a lot of needs and less capital to fill them. Uh, And there's talk that the Eagles and there's talk that the – Ravens and Eagles are looking to move up, but that is really pricey to go from the mid-teens to the middle of the top ten. Uh, so that, I'm not sure those, those mm-hmm. teams will be willing to pay it, but those are the teams I've heard that could be interested in okay. moving up right now. So uh, there could be a market, though, especially that, you know, seven, you get later in the top ten, the price gets more reasonable uh, for teams that are in the teens.
4: Jeff, uh, rather, Paul. Uh, Johnny, let me ask you this. You just gave us your odds on favorites for each of those picks before the Giants get to five. I'll ask you something we talked about yesterday when John and and, uh, Lance were also on the show with me. What is the probability, and we're hoping it's extremely low, that the Giants don't have access to any of those top three tackles at the top of where they are in the draft, either at five or seven? I, I mean, either one. I mean, we think they've got to come away with one.
6: Yeah, I would be shocked, absolutely shocked, because for that to happen, uh, you would need the Jets, the Texans, Jaguars, or Lions, you know, three of those four teams to take offensive linemen. It's really not a fit. You know, we we hit on the Jags, but the Lions definitely are a no because they have Taylor Decker, a really good left tackle. They took Penny Sewell uh, seventh overall last year, so they're set on the line. Uh, then the Texans really the offensive line is one of the only parts of the team that isn't a huge need. Uh with Laramie Tunsell, uh and the other uh South Alabama kid uh, are right tackle. T- yep, Titus Howard. Mm-hmm. So they're strong on the edges there. Uh they don't have to press the issue and their defense is god awful. So I think <laughs> that, you know, the, that that weighs into the to the calculation for them uh in terms of investments and then with the jets i really just don't see that because for them to take a tackle that would be joe d admitting basically that he blew it with the makai becton pick and gms do not like to do that especially that's close to the pick mm-hmm. so uh with taking becton and then trading up last year for elijah vera tucker signing lake and tomlinson They've really put assets into that offensive line already. They badly need a number one corner. They got Tyreek Hill coming into the division. Uh, They need more weapons for Zach Wilson. They need more edge rush to get after the quarterback. So I would be absolutely shocked if those three uh, offensive linemen were all gone before the Giants pick. Uh, at number five.
4: If I could ask you just one quick follow up, let's assume for one second that the Giants do something uh, on the defensive side at five. The Panthers are up at six. What's the odds that the Panthers, although you say they'd like to deal out, they would take an offensive lineman there and thereby leave the Giants with either one or maybe none at seven?
6: Uh, well, I, di- I do think that the Panthers are targeting a tackle. Um, I think that the, the Giants, that, let's say, uh, Icky Akonwu or Evan Neal were to go at three. Um, then I think come five, the Giants have the, the, you know, the one that wasn't picked there, and they have Charles Cross. So the Giants could take a corner uh, at five, like Derek Stingley, and then get the offensive lineman at seven. Uh, with Cross or Neal, uh, whichever one the Panthers pass on, so uh, definitely I think they're in good they're in good standing there. But if Stingley and Gardner go off the board at three and four, like I have in my mock draft, then the Giants have all three available, uh, and I think they would take Neal at five, and then I think they'd look at Kayvon Thibodeau at seven.
7: Well, as a follow-up to what you just laid out, Charlie, because I was going to go there, you answered the question, why kneel over the other two, in your opinion, and in terms of what you've been hearing with respect to the four teams that are going in front of the Giants you laid out, what have you been hearing other than the two players you named that could also be in the mix at five and seven for the Giants?
6: Well, I think that Neal is just a better fit in terms of uh, what they're bringing in and the new scheme. Um, but I also think that with Andrew Thomas uh, really coming along well, you're you're good at left tackle. So you can take the guy that might be more dominant on the right side. And I think that that would be Neil. I think Charles Cross is more of a true left tackle. He doesn't uh, pack the power that Neil does at the point of attack, but cross is the more smooth pass protector. And then Ikiakonwu, from what I've heard, I don't think the Giants are so high on him because he has some warts in pass protection in terms of guys getting on his edges, uh, speed rushers giving him some problems. He might need, uh, to start out at guard in the NFL, uh, and then make the transition to tackle. So, I think that Neal is more ready uh, in terms to come in and start right away at right tackle and instantly improve uh, their run game with uh, running behind him, and he'll be an upgrade in pass protection as well. Uh, so I just think he, he really fits what the Giants need, uh, and he, his skill set where he can top out his ceiling. Uh, really is a good fit for the Giants as well because of what they have in Andrew Thomas. All
8: right,
5: we've only got about four minutes or so left with Charlie. Charlie, anybody you think surprisingly might fall down the board that nobody's thinking about or someone that might jump up a lot higher than people are talking about based on what you're hearing?
6: Well, Kayvon Thibodeau is a wild card, and I think that he could fall in the draft because he's talked himself out of being a high first-rounder. Because, <laughs> Teams are, teams are worried about his love of football. Um, They're worried about his uh, uh, focus on his brand. Um, They're worried about the plays off and, you know, the the lack of focus on football and love of football is, you know, shown in the plays off on the tape. So, uh, and then as well, teammates, I've heard from team guys say that uh, Oregon teammates kind of get tired of him, roll their eyes at him, Uh, everything with him is a transaction. Uh, So I think that he is a guy that is a real wild card. He's very talented, dangerous edge rusher, natural quarterback, hunter, fast off the ball. But that personality just rubs some teams the wrong way, Uh, and I could see him sliding uh, because of it. Jermaine Johnson has some character issues as well. He's getting a lot of media buzz right now, but I know some teams that feel he he just is going to require some maintenance uh, from the coaches and kind of keeping him focused and in line. Uh, There were issues that similar issues that led to him leaving Georgia uh, and going to Florida State. So uh, those guys are really talented pass rushers, but I think one of them. Uh, could slide, and they could both go high because uh, there's a demand for pass rushers. So they could both go in the top ten. They could both go in the teens. Neither one of that. Neither one of those scenarios would surprise me.
7: All right, if any of you guys have something you want to get in with, Charlie, we got time for one more question. Somebody jump in. Well, Charlie, my follow-up to you is what did you mean when you said it's like a transaction with Thibodeau? I'm just curious. That's a very interesting phrase. <laughs> And in terms of him trying well, to, whenever he wanted something from teammates, there would have to be a trade-off. I, I just, if you could clarify that, I'd love to know what you mean by that.
6: Yeah, pretty much. You know, if the coaching staff is asking, uh, you know, if if they if he want, you know, if they are asking him to do something, he wants something in return. You know, that kind of thing. Everything with him, they. From what I, this is coming from team people. Obviously, I'm not in Oregon, uh, but they said that it's just everything with him is what he's getting back, you know, and, and kind of focused on himself more so than, okay, well, the team needs this. I'm going to do it, you know, a kind of attitude. So uh, I think that's just kind of the overall impression uh, he's given teams. And I know he's bombed some interviews with uh, at the Combine and on the pre-draft visit. So um, it's, it's just a tough situation to – to peg where he goes because of that.
2: Sure. Charlie, who are you? Uh, who are you hearing that may be the first quarterback that's, uh, that's going to be taken? And where? And where?
6: I I think that it's going to be Malik Willis to Pittsburgh at twenty. Uh, I I don't feel great about that because of the locality with the, you know Kenny Pickett being right there uh, in the facility essentially and playing at Pitt. But I do think that the, the Steelers are enamored with Willis. And in that division, going against Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson and Lamar Jackson, you can't have a Kirk Cousins caliber quarterback and beat those guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what Good I point. think the, the Steelers will look at. Is, you know, Kenny Pickett pans out, you know, maybe he's Kirk Cousins caliber, maybe, you know, at the ceiling. And you're not going to win in that division with that. You need more. You need a playmaker. You need a guy that can really make things happen with his arm and his legs. And I think Willis has a little more to that. They have Trubisky to be the placeholder and take their time with Willis. The Steelers are a patient organization with their players. So I just think that the Willis fit makes a lot of sense. I know it's a little obvious, but it was obvious last year when they took Najee Harris. Everyone was projecting that, and they ended up doing it. So uh, I I feel it'll be Willis to the Steelers as the first one off the board.
4: Last one for me, Charlie. Who will be the biggest riser and the biggest faller in the first round tonight?
6: Oh, that's a great question. I mean, biggest riser – I think Drake London could go eighth overall. I don't know if you'd consider that a, a huge riser, but uh, I think he he could end up in Atlanta. I think Jameson Williams uh, coming off the ACL could still go uh, in the top 15, top 16, uh, just because he's such a dynamic playmaker. And then as far as a faller goes, I think Kenny Pickett uh, could be kind of the next in line of the uh, – the whole, you know, saga of quarterback sliding—whether it was Aaron Rodgers or you know Johnny Manziel or Brady Quinn or you know those, these quarterbacks we've seen sitting in the green room a long time over the years. Geno Smith there with the Jets. Uh, you know, I think that it's possible that he could be that guy this year, uh, just because there aren't many. Uh, you know, after the quarterback merry-go-round we had in free agency and all the trades. Not many seats available left in the first round. I think the Steelers fill one, and I'm not sure if there'll be another.
5: Charlie, tell the folks where they can find all your work in your final mock draft.
6: Uh, WalterFootball.com. I got my final mock up there, all seven rounds. Walt has his up as well, all seven rounds. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DraftCampbell. I'll be live blogging throughout the draft, posting up uh, scouting reports on every player, that just comes off the board and reporting rumors and everything else that I'm hearing. So uh, I, I, Barely slept last night. I'm barely going to sleep the next few days. So you, you'll have plenty of coverage there
5: out of me. You are, you are in similar company, Charlie. We appreciate the time, my friend. <laughs> appreciate you jumping on on draft day. I know you're strapped. I know you're busy. Thanks for joining us, like, third or fourth year in a row. You give great information. We really appreciate the time. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Thank you.
6: Uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Yep.
5: Charlie Thanks. Campbell, Walter Football. Make sure you go check that out. And Adam Schefter, while we were having the interview, tweet it out. Houston picks number three, but the Texans also have been exploring a trade back up for a second top ten pick from number 13 per league sources. If the right player is there, and we're not going to know who the right player is until we until we know who they pick at number three, uh, that, this, that was me adding to that, uh, the Texans are trying to position themselves to move their second first round pick at number 13 to go get that particular player, whomever that might be. So if you're looking for a trade back partner, what do you guys feel about number 13? Hmm... What are we thinking? By the way, and I will throw out my little uh, conspiracy theory. You guys have seen that kind of the late, oh, maybe the Giants could pick a wide receiver at seven talk that's out there. It's a guess. I don't know this to be true at all. I think that's the Giants trying to gin up interest for the pick
4: for a team that wants a receiver. Well, you know, we talked about it yesterday on the show, John. We think the Giants will at some point take a receiver, but there's no impetus to take one early. Well, right, that's my point.
5: I think they're trying to gin up interest for that
7: pick at 7 mm-hmm. in any way yeah. they can. But that's right? assuming that they a team should. falls for that, too. oh well, I mean, you you got to
5: so. try everything you can, right? Sure, but <laughs> something tells me a team may also look
7: at the Giants other needs and say, we don't buy it.
5: Well, the other part of it, though, too, is that the Falcons are in the wide receiver market at 8. Mm-hmm. The Jets are in the wide receiver market at 10. So uh, the re- Washington, the Commanders, could be in the wide receiver Definitely. market at eleven. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's even if you don't think the Giants are picking a wideout, that could still be a spot. If you have one wideout that you really love above everyone else, that might be the spot you want to go to try to get that guy.
4: Well, you know, John, Rich Cimini uh, of uh, the Daily News wrote this morning that he thinks the Debo Samuel Jets thing is not dead depending upon what the Jets have on the board at 10. Yeah, Tony so- Tony
5: Pauline has reported that, too, on, on draft season. Guys, go check that out, our draft season podcast. Our final mock went up yesterday. Make sure you go subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. It's a separate podcast feed draft season. But he said the same thing. He thinks that's still alive, too, the mm-hmm. the 10th pick for Debo, which is really rich, by yeah, the way. I it mean, is. That's more than the pick. About that, I think if you add the points up, that's probably slightly more than what the Packers and the Chiefs got for Adams and Hill, right? Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I, I don't know. necessarily think that, that does he would he
7: want to go to the Jets? Well, supposedly wants to come back to the East Coast if uh, they pay if him. You <laughs> buy that once again? <laughs> money talks, baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, right uniform no. color,
4: John? It's green. This day, it's true. Yeah, true. it all comes down
7: to money. That's why I think this is a game of leverage for him, and he can wind up staying with the Niners too. Yeah. And just Absolutely. getting more money out of him.
4: And
5: and then and the Jets would have to. And I think the role with him is important, too, right? I don't think he wants to be that running back anymore. He does anymore. not. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah. But I think yeah. that's
7: also a game of leverage to get more money. Yeah, correct. You well, know? I'll also say this, too. So,
5: Once he gets paid, he doesn't care. my guess is that the role is not going to matter no. as much. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Right. Exactly. Now
7: it matters. And it didn't matter all the <laughs> way throughout the season, by the way, yeah. as he was getting more and more carries. No it didn't come out until the <laughs> offseason. How convenient. Well, and by the way, to
5: his credit, he didn't complain about it when he was trying to help his team win games. No, well, well, that's what I'm saying. He
7: didn't. But it just, once again, timing, you connect the dots. Now is the time where you're due... Entering the final year of your contract, and you're due to obviously get a new deal. So mm-hmm. it's convenient to complain now. Just a
5: reminder, folks: we are going to go two hours today. We're on until two o'clock, so we're going to roll through this mock draft pretty quickly. Then we're going to do full hour of calls after we're done with this mock draft. Okay, you can either send your Twitter questions in as well if you want. You can just reply to my show promo, or just send it to you know at Schmelk at Lance Meadow at uh, Giants WFN and and at Jay Feagles. Make sure you you do that. We'll try to get to those questions. Your last chance to to give us a and talk about the draft before the Giants make some picks tonight. So, guys, we've done this exercise before, so uh, we'll have longer conversations about who the Giants will pick at their spots, but I think the other teams we can kind of roll through pretty quickly here as we go. So um, I've reassigned teams of different people. I took myself completely out of the Giants since I made the picks in the last draft. So Lance will pick for the Giants at five. Jeff got the tougher one for the Giants at seven. And then Paulie Dots has the toughest one. At uh, 36 for the Giants. So let's start, Paulie Detino. Your best guess, Jacksonville Jaguars at first overall.
4: You know, John, I I know what Charlie just told us a few minutes ago. But my goodness, you know, we've talked to so many people who continue to tell us that Hutchinson is probably the only guy right now in this draft who would be anywhere near the the five to ten range of last year's draft. So many people just think he is the the lock stock best player overall. So, I appreciate that he doesn't think they're going to take him, but for the purposes of this draft, I have to put Hutchinson down.
5: Yeah, and look, rumor has it that that's who Shah Khan wants, and he's the owner. So, if they Mm -hmm. vacated Hutchinson, I think we know who won that battle. All right, Jeff, I think that makes it fairly easy for you at number two with the Lions. Yep, I'm going with Trayvon Walker. Okay, Trayvon Walker, the toolsy defensive lineman out of Georgia. Now, I have the the crazy decision here, because I think this is very tough uh, for the Texans at three. I think they can go a lot of different ways. Uh, Stingley, to me, I bought it three days ago, and then when everyone started reporting it, I thought it was more of a smokescreen. My guess is that they're going to pick the guy that they think has the best chance to be a great foundational player for a long time. You know, Laramie Tunsell's a guy I think they will trade at some point to get more capital for because he's not on the same timeline as the rest of the roster is. So I'm going to give them Ike McQuanu, the offensive tackle, at number three,
2: and by the way, I butcher names, but everybody's butchering this guy's name. Not me. No, not you. But to, you can see, I've, I've been hearing like craziness. So don't make excuses for yourself, Jeff. You want uh, to? You want? I'm just trying There's a lot more people like me than you think.
7: <laughs> <laughs> well, Man. there have been different pronunciations. I, I will back up, Jeff. Thank for a you, Lance. Funny line. There have been a number of people, like I've heard (laughs) Equanu and then there's Equanu. And if you look online, the pronunciation breakdown is more to the like of Equanu. I think it's Equanu,
5: right? That's what I think it is. Well,
7: but that's more of the Ek and the Qua being separated (laughs) in the pronunciation. Hey, you guys wanted to go this way, so I'm going to give it to you. No, we don't. don't, You want to go this way. Jeff opened the door, so I I walked right in. Wide open. And gladly, I gladly took door number one, and I will support him. If the Thank Giants you, get
4: him, you free to call him icky.
2: Yeah, no, there's no. No, question. it's not icky. That's not the issue. <laughs> no. It's the last name, yeah, not the first correct. name, Paul.
7: I'll make up my Paul's own. Paul's busy for him. looking at his next pick. Well, no, but problem. that's a way for so. him to get out of it. You oh, see, let's move on, Lance.
5: You're number four with the Jets.
7: <laughs> well, I'm going to go with Sauce Gardner. I, I think the Jets obviously want to shut down corner, and uh, I think he makes a lot of sense.
5: All right, this is not okay. If, if, if I'm the, if I'm personally the Giants GM, I just chuck something against the wall. That makes me very unhappy. Um, you know, we've talked a lot about the offensive lineman. I feel pretty confident that two guys are going to be there at five. So I'm more concerned with getting my top non-offensive tackle at one of the two spots. And for me personally, Sauce Gardner is my, aside from Hutchinson, is my top non-offensive tackle player in this class. So if I'm taking, if I'm sitting in, in the chair upstairs, Giant fans, thank your, you know, bottom <laughs> dollar that I'm not. The, I would be very upset that that Sauce Gardner went it, it four here because he, to me, again, him and Hutchinson are the only two true blue-chip players in this draft class, in my opinion, especially well, given
7: the Giants' needs. So, Lance, you're up at five with the Giants. What are you, what are you thinking? What's well, they have two of the three offensive linemen still at their disposal, and I think in this circumstance, I don't think you worry about what Caroline is going to do. You take the player that you think is the most practical and the best fit, and I think it's Evan Neal out of Alabama. It would not
5: surprise me. And if I was the GM, that's the pick I would make two legs It would not surprise me if the Giants preferred cross. No, me, it wouldn't because either. of the whole
7: passing tone of the offense yeah. with Brian Dable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. But I think Neil gives them a little bit more versatility. No, I agree. I and agree. And that, to me, I put a player ahead of another one when I can move them around a little bit. And I have confidence in doing that. And I'll say this, too. I think
5: I feel like if. The Giants do select crossover Neal. A lot of the fan base is going to be very upset. I would just tell them, guys, don't be. You mm-hmm. know, you talk to different people around the league. There are plenty of teams that have Charles Cross as their top offensive tackle.
2: Yeah,
4: sure they do. There are
5: plenty of teams that have Evan Neal as their yeah. top offensive tackle. There are plenty of teams that have Vickie McQuann as their top offensive tackle. So don't let that freak you out. Brian Dable, Bobby Johnson, they know offensive linemen. They'll have a hand in this. Joe Shane obviously has the biggest hand in this. They will pick the guy that best fits what they want to do.
4: Hey, John, I'm telling you, you know, uh, you've heard me say many times, I'll have a pizza party if, if Cross is the pick. I have no problem with that at all. I like him a lot. One thing, though, a couple of weeks ago, I believe Bleacher Report, and somebody else had floated out some kind of uh, of item that Neil had hip and a knee issue. And I didn't get a phone call about this until this morning. And the phone call I got this morning was a lot of people laughed it off as a smokescreen. In fact, there were people uh, uh, from the media beat in Alabama who had been doing a lot of guest spots. And I looked that up online, and they were saying, oh, yeah, we know nothing about this. He never missed practice, never missed games. We don't know anything about an injury. We think this is a smokescreen. The call I got today said, no, that's not a smokescreen. That he does have some lingering hip and knee issues, and for a guy who's almost six seven and 335, 40 pounds, that could be a bit of a, a yellow flag no, for somebody. No, I
5: think I think it's more of a wear and just to be clear, it's more of a wear and tear issue than it is like an acute injury. Yes, okay. and it's yes. the wear and tear yeah.
2: that we talk about. Alabama people, yeah. we've right. talked about that yeah, before. Right, of what
4: they go through. Behind. So this is not yeah. something that you just go in with a scope no, and I fix. This is a cumulative problem. So. Uh, getting that word this morning kind of makes me think that Cross should be ahead of Neal on my tackle list.
5: All right, I'm up here uh, with the Carolina Panthers at number six, and oh, wait, hold on a second. Wait, wait. Wh- what, on, we can we get here? A what we got ring?
2: Hold on. Oh, my phone doesn't sound good.
5: <laughs> oh wait, wait. I, the phone's ringing, guys. The phone's ringing. The phone's ringing. Wait, it's the Houston Texans at
7: thirteen, and they want to move up because they want Derek. This Stingley. is fantastic. Trading with oneself. The art never gets (laughs) well. That's because you guys never want to trade. So, so, right, I will never trade. I'm making it very clear. Goodness. Don't even bother. <laughs> Jeff tried to trade with me before this draft. By the way, I just no, want to let you know. I did. So, <laughs> wow. He texted me this morning. That's how serious he's taking. I love It's Fantastic.
2: <laughs> A pre-draft trade. This happened before. I mean, it's not rocket science. You can read here. my response, Jeff, if you want. I I'm did. Not uh, of you. Oh, I would love to read. When I get there, I will tell. Okay, I would definitely it. do that. All
5: right. The Panthers say to the Texans, "Look, we'll move, we'll move down from from six to thirteen, but." Sorry, man, you're going to have to give us a two and a three to do that. The Panthers want to recoup their second and third round picks this year to move down those seven spots, and the Texans are like, ugh, I don't know if I want to give up a two and a
2: three. That, third person
5: talking. That, <laughs> that seems a little rich Tremendous. for us, and we really need an <laughs> offensive tackle. So you know what? We don't want to – you know. so the Texans say, ugh, fine, we don't want to give up the two picks, so we're going to select Charles Cross. For the Carolina Panthers at number mm-hmm. six. Jeff, that you're up. That was some exercise. No, I know. But no, but, I, but no, wait a second. Jeff, you're up at number seven. Ring, 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 ring. Wow. Here are the Houston Texans looking to make a trade with you at number seven. Do you want to chat? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I'd like to chat. Okay, That's let's fun. chat. Uh, what do you got there, big willing, shot? <laughs> we're
5: willing to trade you a. Before you start this thing, yes.
2: 2023 has got to be on the table. And we're not giving you a one in 2023. Then tag no. hung at the phone.
5: <laughs> okay, but I, I am I am willing to trade you our second round pick this year, or a second round pick next year if you prefer that.
4: Mm-mm. Hold your ground, Feagles. No, I am holding my
5: ground. I'm not. I'm, yep. I'm not giving a number one to move six spots in this draft. Okay. Goodbye. Okay.
2: Nice talking to you. <laughs> nice talking to you. <laughs> All right,
5: Jeff, you're up at seven.
2: <laughs> now, uh, I did try to do a pre. Speaking of trades, I did try to do a pre-trade, a pre-draft trade with Lance. And I will give you the specifics of this. I uh, I said working on pre-draft trades, Lance. Uh, <laughs> Giants seventh pick, if for the, with the Steelers the twentieth. So I will swap picks. I need your fifty-second pick this year and your two thousand and first round next year, so you can come and get your quarterback. And then of course, Lance, in his ultimate wisdom, spoke just like this. I just spoke to Mike Tomlin, the scouting department, and Mr. Rooney. Consensus, his group is. Cons- the consensus is group is more than comfortable having a player drop to them at 20 and absolutely won't surrender first year's next, first next year even if the ghost of Chuck Knoll returns <laughs> to try to convince them. <laughs> 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 oh Therefore, that was basically the same as just hanging up the phone. <laughs> so my you pre-trade you did not work with Lance. Okay. So- so
5: who do you pick then at seven? It, so, it, 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 it seems like you're stuck here.
2: I am stuck here because I... Wait, obviously... wait, hold
5: on. Wait, wait. The New York Jets are on the phone oh, now. Goodness. It, oh, goodness. That's Jeff, that's only three spots. From seven to ten.
2: Yeah, but that's Lance. How are you calling me? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: that's the Jets. I'm sorry. Right, never mind. My bad. Yeah, I, I looked at the spot. list. That's I'm like, fault. what? No, Wait, I think mind. you got my, my answer bad. already. You're the fourth bad. person now. Oh. All
2: right, no, John Okay, okay so how about this, Jeff, Well, you're, you're definitely not getting a first round no, pick for correct. me. I'll tell you that. Yeah. In,
5: in this theoretical world, if okay. the Jets offered you a two next year to
2: move down three spots, would you do it? Um no, I would not do it not just for three it. spots. No. Jeff
7: wants that first round pick. I would. John. Yeah, I would. He well, made that clear. He, he, he wants that first round pick. Well, that's why I made yeah. it clear to him too. Yeah. But he wants the first round pick. That's what he wants. All right, Jeff, make your pick then.
2: All right. So I I think that this is tough. By the way, you it, are
7: not. This is not an easy pick here.
2: No, because I I, I want to go. I want to go defense here. Okay, because we got our we got the tackle. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want to go defense now. Who are the guys in the mix for you? Derek Stingley is in the mix, mm-hmm. and then I want a pass rusher. The Giants. I. People have done a lot of research on Thibodeau. Um, and, you know, when we talked to Charlie, he said that, you know, he could be a guy that drops down that far with some of those uh, little baggage to it. And some of the things I heard from him, I didn't like what I heard at all. The whole thing with the condition thing that you asked him, Lance. By
5: the way, did either of you guys watch the Thibodeau interview with ESPN last night? Mm-mm. Oh,
2: Am I in trouble there if I pick him? Right? No,
5: I mean, look, he's. I, I went back last night and I have rewatched his tape along with Jermaine Johnson last because I wanted to be like, I like Jermaine Johnson too. Is there really that much yep. of a difference? Thibodeau's better.
2: He's a better pass rusher. He is, mm-hmm. but again, I. I but feel Johnson's
5: like... a better run defender,
2: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Yep. you
5: don't have to deal with the other stuff.
2: Yep. See, and here's where, I, and this is where I'm going to segue to. I, I'm, I'm, Johnson is in my pick. Okay, but here's the thing. I, I'm going to most likely lose my cornerback. And mm-hmm. I may have to go and find me. A, I mean, is he a true shutdown, soft gardener cornerback? No. Stingley? But Derek Stingley may be ooh, your ooh, guy. Sure. Um, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to predicate this on knowing that the, that they're going to they're going to trade Bradbury.
5: You, in the back of your mind, know you're not going to keep Bradbury. Yes. Yeah. That's kind of well, what I'm thinking. You're okay. the GM, so that would be your decision.
2: But again, so now I, I know I'm belaboring this, but it's the Giants' pick, so we can. Uh, I feel <laughs> like I feel like there's a little bit of uncertainty on both of Tavon Tribodeau and also with Derek stingley because Derek stingley has not played all that well since 2019 oh, there
7: are risk factors with both and guys. also
2: the other one where am i going to <laughs> Jeff,
7: see did you call him trayvon
2: timothy yes he did, no, he sorry. did. Sorry. He did. that was yeah. fantastic it's trayvon oh, johnson my. it was yeah. the combination of trayvon
7: walker and yeah, okay. Timothy. we're I'm forming a third place yes
2: <laughs> i'm trying to confuse everybody here
7: okay i like the alliteration though hey yeah, 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 trayvon yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: of course yeah. the, anyway and both their names end lim- uh, in o-n all right so there we go uh, but here, so th- that's oh, why I'm a bit. little bit um, – so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to take a flyer on this, and I'm going to take Thibodeau as the pass mm-hmm. rusher. Okay. Um, I don't think people will be, you know, too upset about that. And, I, again, like Charlie had said, he's a heck of a football player, and this defense could use somebody like that. So,
4: Jeff, I'm with you all the way. Thank you, Paul. You got it.
2: <sighs> this
5: right, would be a very tough decision for me, but Thibodeau is the next guy on my board.
7: Yeah. And, Lance, what would you do in this spot? Would you take Johnson? I would heavily consider Jermaine Johnson, yes. I would absolutely give him consideration. And I know, you know, in some of your opinions, you think Thibodeau is the better pass rusher. I just, I don't think we've tapped into Johnson's potential because I just think that one season at Florida State is the beginning. I don't think it's the end of the line, regardless of him being 23. Um, I don't think there's also a lot of wear and tear because he didn't play much at Georgia. So I just, I'm intrigued by his upside the fact that I think he's just scratching the surface. And
5: I will say this, too. If this is how the draft goes and I'm at seven, I would move down without getting a one next year. That's what I wanted. I had to get a one. I feel good about Stingley. Mm -hmm. I feel good about Thibodeau. I feel good about Jermaine Johnson. I feel good about Kyle Hamilton. Mm -hmm. So if I can get any one of those four guys, and I feel pretty good that receivers are going to go for at least two of the next picks. So even if I go down to Houston at 13, there's only five picks between me and them. I have four guys that I like, so if only one or two wide receivers go between those two picks, I'm still getting one of Thibodeau, Hamilton, Stingley, and Johnson. I feel pretty good about that. So that's why I would trade with Houston at this point, Mm -hmm. or the Jets for sure, even if I'm not getting a one next year because I feel good about getting somebody in my red area of those four what I still think are are high-end first-round pick
2: defensive players. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it, at least.
7: I don't think that's too much of a steep drop no. for the Giants to consider. Right. And, I, again, and, I, yeah. and I've
2: been a proponent the whole time of, this, of our draft study and stuff about mm-hmm. trading back for picks. I just I need a one for next year. That was what predicated No, my I know it was. I know it was. It, so. okay. But again, if, if like Sauce Gardner was here at the spot,
5: I would have a lot of trouble trading down. Mm-hmm. I'd have a lot of trouble trading down. Mm-hmm. There's no question. Yeah. A lot of trouble. Because, because, he, because he's a blue player for me. So are you the other t- guys right. are reds.
2: So are you picking the first wide receiver? Who's up? I'm up with the Falcons at eight. Yeah, you know what?
5: Uh, Thibodeau would have been in the mix here, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. But yeah. he's not. I know everyone has linked Drake London to the Falcons. But isn't he just like Kyle Pitts?
7: Well, Got that tall target. Sure.
5: Yeah, they're very similar to me. I think you want someone, you want to, a speedster. You want someone to compliment Kyle Pitts. All right, we'll and I also think the Falcons are in a long term out you know outlook thing here. Like, are you really trying to win this year? So I'm debating, is it Jameson Williams or is it Garrett Wilson? Uh, my guess, in my opinion, Garrett Wilson's the top wideout. But my thinking is that someone is gonna fall in love with Jamison Williams speed. Like you. <laughs> like the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> exactly. And I think they want a field stretcher to come imagine having Jameson Williams stretching the post, and then Kyle Pitts dominating the middle of the field in front of him. That sounds like a great next, like, four or five years of passing football to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going Jameson Williams here, and a little bit of an upset to the Falcons at number eight.
7: They could go Jermaine Johnson, too. I mean, they could use a pass rusher as well. They could. Wouldn't be surprised if that direction was no, one they take that, as that, well. that
5: would not shock me either. I yeah. agree.
7: Paul, you're up with the Seahawks here at nine.
4: Yeah, and I think Seattle could use a pass rusher too, but yep. I think they also badly need a corner, Ooh. and the fact that Stingley has fallen this far, yeah. uh, I like it. I'm going to assume their medics are okay with it, so Stingley goes at nine. I love how Paul calls all the medical people medics, medics. and not doctors. It's it's, like, it's like, like M.A.S.H. He's like they're in World War II, <laughs> like you
5: like know, mash. putting Road the mash. field cur- yeah. tourniquet on the guy's lane. medics are coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: And ushering the player off. yes. you're like, yeah.
5: you know, uh, uh, Alan Alda coming yeah. in here with like radar in one of those
2: old stretchers <laughs> yes, with the, yeah. with the two pieces of wood and the in the cloth. You yeah. know, I,
4: I, I appreciate I hope he has protection with
7: them too. Yeah. So.
4: I, I appreciate the humor. There is a method to the madness, though, and that is because not everybody on a team's medical staff is a doctor. Some of them are actually trainers. Oh, yeah, They're sure. not doctors. Yeah. And if a trainer raises a red flag, that's not a doctor raising a red flag. So I just call them medics. No, I understand, but a trainer also is not a medic. <laughs> well,
7: but a trainer is part of the medical team, no? So, so how about medical people? Do you want to go with medical medical people? people. Okay. okay.
5: Or, me, or how about medical team? Yes, I like the medical, medical team. team. Okay, very good. <laughs> yes. Lance, you're up with the Jets at number ten.
7: Well, I think the Jets take a wide receiver here, and I think they'd be more than happy to grab Garrett Wilson out of Ohio Ooh. State. Ooh, not not Drake London, huh? No, I I could see them going in terms of value and overall versatility, that type of thing, as opposed to just a tall guy. And they could use a playmaker because, remember, the jury is still out with some of their younger wide receivers. So I think if you're the Jets right now, I think you want as close to a finished product a guy that's going to come in and make an immediate impact.
5: I like Elijah Moore, though, but I think,
2: yeah, look, Garrett Wilson is my number one wideout, so I like him. Jeff, Commanders at 11. Well, I have on my notes here as the GM for the— Commander, that I want a receiver see I think this is a tough
5: decision well here's the thing
2: I've got Kyle Hamilton That's the or I one. have Drake jo- Drake um, London so I I'm actually going to go because I need Carson Wentz needs all the help he can get
5: imagine if Washington took the pass rusher here <laughs> <Depending> <laughs> <on that line. laughs> so I'm, I'm going to take the, I'm going to take real I like can't it.
2: believe that that well I can't believe that he's dropped down to this far because I don't think he's the yeah. number one receiver so I will take him uh I'm going to get a receiver who's for, him him is London. Okay. Drake London. Got it. Uh, you like might I want I to said, give the
5: name when you hand in your pick. <laughs> <I> know, <right. laughs> Not the guy. Brandon London. And Terry McLaurin. <laughs> Brandon <laughs> nice London. Combo. Drake London, head of USC to Washington at 11. I think that's a logical pick there. And the, he has been linked to them too, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, Paul, we got the Vikings here at number 12 with uh, – a couple of defensive players that are sliding on the board a little yeah, bit.
4: Yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, because of what Jeff just did, there's now a seismic reaction in Minneapolis because Kyle Hamilton is going to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, And, yeah. We, and we've gotten the Harrison Smith
5: comparisons for him before, by mm-hmm. the way. So now he can play with Harrison Smith. Good times. Yeah. And by the way, this right here is why, Jeff, you made a terrible mistake not accepting my trade from the Houston Texans at 13 because you could have you taken Jermaine Johnson. Well, I didn't. Yeah, but I'm saying you could have gotten all those picks and still gotten Jermaine Johnson to 13.
2: Yeah, but instead you, of taking Thibodeau. But yep. you botched it. Oh,
5: well. That's okay. That's <laughs> we, why I'm not a GM. We all um, live and learn. Yeah, we do. That's okay. I'm just teasing. Who are you picking a punter here? I'm taking Jermaine Johnson. <laughs> the, the, the Texans passed on the pass rusher at three. They would have loved Stingley here if he was there. He is not. So I'm going to go Jermaine Johnson, pass rusher out of Florida State. That's, that, to me, is a fairly easy one. For the Texans, there at number thirteen, Lance fourteen for the Ravens. Uh,
7: They like big people. They do like big people, and I could see them going really in either direction in terms of the trenches. I think they're going to wind up, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of this pick, but because they like big guys, no, no, (laughs) take take them, take, don't you dare, I don't know, Jeff. (laughs) Lance, Jordan I'm going to have him
2: step on you. <laughs> yes. If you take him. He just said the Come name. On. You missed him. Huh? Say it again, Lance. Jordan, Tate. No, see? That's what I meant. That's my guy. Come on. You're going to at least give me the, the, the chance yes. to pick my guy By in above. some draft. The smallest
5: guy in the show has to pick the biggest guy in the draft. That's wow. how. It well, was wow. that wasn't my thinking there, yes. but <laughs> if you want to tie that in, that's right. Yes. Wow. All right, Jeff. the are 15 with Philadelphia. Do you need a minute? I need time. (laughs) three
2: minutes. (laughs) I feel like Paul right now. I really do. (laughs) Oh, that doesn't even count, but that's okay. (laughs) All right. And by the way, I I had a – maybe if this was going to happen, I went to plan B. All right, my plan B is this. And by the way, this is
5: why the Eagles might look to trade up, by the way, because they don't want to get stuck here. Their top three wideouts are gone, Jordan Mm -hmm. Davis is gone, and then they're like, "Uh uh-oh.
2: So here's the thing with the Eagles. Do I take the third wide receiver the third year in a fourth. row? Oh, yeah. Okay. It okay. will be the fourth the wide receiver fourth. in the draft. It, right. Okay. Um, or do I need a replacement for Kelsey? Okay. Um, and there's a lot of comparisons to Tyler Linderbaum Ooh, here. Ooh, that would be early. I know it is. I know it is. Um, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Because I'm not going to get burned on another wide receiver again for the Eagles. Now, again, this is very easy for me to do because it's the Eagles. <laughs> how about a, line, how about a <laughs> linebacker or a cornerback here? Uh, linebacker I would have to uh, I Devin Lloyd yeah, I And know. Trent
7: McDuffie Would be the two guys That I would throw at you well, I, Jeff I Eagles haven't taken A linebacker the first round Since 79 Plus, I had the
5: It's actually longer Than the, the Giants It's longer than the together. Giants <laughs> I know I was kind of disappointed When I heard that this yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take like, Tyler 10. Linderbaum Okay, okay well, though, that's that's is a, That is an upset
2: Okay. Well, I mean, they had him right in the middle of the road. Everybody's pretty much had him there. Well, they lost their starting center. A bold so, yeah. prediction
5: from my cover three that went up on Giants.com on Monday. Tyrell Linderbaum will not be a first-round pick. That is, That's that, some that, that, that is my bold <laughs> prediction. All right, I'm up with the Saints here at number 16. Uh, they're also a little bit annoyed that a, that a wide receiver uh, did not fall to them here. Um, but they are actually pretty happy because they need to replace Teron Armstead. And Mr. Trevor Penning is still on the board, staring right at him. And they can plug in that offensive tackle to replace Teron Armstead. And they will select Trevor Penning out of the University of Northern Iowa. Paul, you're up at 17 for the okay. Los Angeles
4: Chargers. See, now, um, you were just talking about receivers, John. And, and I'll tell you something. I, I think that Justin Herbert would love to throw to Dotson. Uh, and so uh, that's where I'm going to go at 17. Over Alave, huh? Yes, I am. Okay.
5: He and he could be a good Keenan Allen replacement down the road. I think well. so.
4: That's why I'm thinking. All right, Eagles mm-hmm. uh, have you had a couple of shots, a couple of years since I, your last and, and disastrous? And to be pick?
2: honest with you, I had Jordan Davis, my pick at 18. Okay, I thought he would get to there um, for the Eagles, but well, that
5: really was bad calculating
2: on your so, part. So, <laughs> um, and because Cox and Hargrave or Grove, excuse sure. me, are mm-hmm. going to be free agents next year, this was one of my reasons. So, but I, I'm going to go defense here, and I'm going to take uh, Trent McDuffie. Yeah, it's
9: a good pick.
5: Eagles need corners. They've needed corners for a while. Good pick there uh, for Mr. Feagles. All right, Thank I'm you. back up for the Saints here. Uh, they also need a receiver. They want to help Jameis Winston here. And Paul Detino did me a favor. He picked Jahan Dotson. He left me Chris Olave, and mm-hmm. that will be the pick for the Saints here at number 19. Lance, you're up for the Steelers at number 20. The ghost of Chuck Knoll has arrived. He is ready to help you, assist you on your selection here.
7: <laughs> by the way, the Saints love themselves Ohio State players. They if you do. look at their secondary. Yeah. So yeah. I could definitely see them now balancing it out and going with a wide receiver. And by receiver the way, they already have Michael Thomas, program. former Ohio yeah, exactly. State player so, as well, a wide receiver. And he's coming so, back. Yes. with. So you're really getting two guys back. You're getting him and if you draft yes. a wide receiver. I, I'm going to have to buy
5: Dan Salamone a Saints jersey. Oh, he's going to gonna gonna be, wear be that on, on cloud you nine. Pick? Yes. I just picked Chris Olave,
2: okay. Jeff. He mm-hmm. did. Jeff, Jeff's still reeling from He's his He's still ears worried mix. about Jordan Davis not being <laughs> available, yes. I'm more worried about you. You're under his foot right now. <laughs> Lance, you're up at number 20. I'm still breathing, though. <laughs> yeah, I just you're wanted to report to you. That.
7: I have my protective gear on, so I'm all set. Yes.
5: Lance, you're up at 20 here.
7: And there's a lot of speculation the Steelers could take a quarterback, which is understandable, even though they did bring in Mitchell Trubisky. And. I think, you know, Pittsburgh also, if they have a rough season, who knows? They may position themselves to be able to draft a quarterback next year, too. Malik Willis, I'm torn between. I could also see them going Matt Corral. I think Matt Corral would be a good fit in Pittsburgh, too. But maybe, once again, the mobility factor of Willis, what that division is all about, puts them more in the direction of Malik Willis. So I'll go with Malik Willis under the circumstances. I almost feel
5: like Mike Tomlin's like, we've had to deal with Lamar Jackson for the last four years. Well, right back at you, Ravens. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Let them deal with the guy that's got to run wild.
5: All right. Uh, New England Patriots at 21 for me. This just feels like a Bill Belichick type of guy and Bill Belichick type of pick. It just fits for me in my head. I'm giving them Devin Lloyd, linebacker out of
2: Utah. I thought you were going to go with the edge there.
5: Smart linebacker, can play the pass. He's a leader. He's a very intelligent kid. I I just think... He's a guy that Belichick will move all over the field like a chess piece. They can blitz him. They can play him in coverage. I think it just fits really, really well.
4: Well, it's the right ballpark, too, John. Yep. Mid-first mid, mid first round. Mm-hmm. Paul, mm-hmm. you're up 22 for the Packers here. Yeah, well, we all know uh, that they've got a quarterback who has squawked a lot over the last couple of years, and uh, if Trelon Burks uh, is not the solution for them at this point, I would be surprised.
5: And I think especially with all that – we've had five receivers go already. It would yep. be panic time. Like, they can't not pick one here. Well, yeah. With the other teams coming up So yeah I'm with It's you. a
4: run It's a run on them
5: Yep so yeah. Jeff, you're with the Cardinals. here at 24. I am, and I,
2: I'm, I'm so I'm excited right now. The Bidwell family is running around in circles because they're just they're excited to get this guy. I think he's actually we've talked about him. He's wrote he's risen up the draft boards. Um, the the Cardinals need offensive line help, Ooh. and they are going to go with Zion Johnson from oh. Boston. Cooler. And I, I just heard the
5: Dallas Cowboy draft Good. room chuck a chair Good. down there I in Dallas. I
2: hope someone in the head.
7: Lance, you're up there at 24 for Big D. Well, since Zion's not available,
2: pick the other guy.
7: Uh oh. No, I'm not even thinking that side of the ball. I'm going the opposite side of the ball. Oh. I would say oh, strengthen go the... what may look to be a good position. Oh, a pass I think rusher? the Cowboys, yeah, are going to go after another pass rusher, and I'm going to take George Karloftis. Uh, see, that's Perdue. what I
2: thought New England nah, would have picked. That's a good pick.
7: Him. That's what I would do. Why panic and, and stretch for an offensive lineman?
2: Well, I mean,
5: I don't no think Ken,
7: I don't think Kenyon Green is w- uh, would have yeah. been a stretch there at 24. He's not a stretch, man. No,
5: I don't. Well, I thought you Unless, would unless that more knee issue is a problem so, for him. And by the way, Lance, those would have been the exact two guys I would have been considering there too, either Karloftis or Green. And I think a wide receiver, if one of those other guys would have dropped, would have been in the mix too. But since all of them got kind of wiped out already, uh, I don't see them going there. Bills, 25 to Tino, go. <sighs>
4: Yeah, uh, it's going to have to be uh, Andrew Booth for me with uh, with Buffalo at 25. I, I, I really badly see them needing a corner. And this guy is certainly mid-first-round value, so I think he's in that ballpark.
5: He's got those sports hernias. If you can clear that, he's going to be a good well, player. you know how yep. I
4: always check with my medical team. Yes, very good.
5: See, <laughs> we're <laughs> learning. <laughs> the medics. <laughs> and your medical team gives people aspirin when there's a problem, right? Yes. Okay, good. All right, Jeff. You're By the at way, if he turns into Titans. a
7: cover corner, they're going to have a love affair with that name. Oh yeah. If he, you know, lives up to expectations, yes. being a yes. tough cover guy, just, yes. so just put, think of the puns. Fumbles. Yes.
5: Just put him in
2: the booth. There
5: we go. <laughs>
7: put him in the booth. Yeah. Forget Revis Island. <laughs> you need someone to win the cover?
5: <laughs> just call Andrew Booth. Let's go. Titans um, 26, Jeff.
2: Titans not happy about the playoff performance out of Mr. Tannehill. Ooh, ooh. I'm not happy with this guy ooh, ooh. But I will be happy With maybe if I take somebody that can sit Behind him for a year mm, Juicy And I'm going to take Kenny Pickett, the quarterback
5: Really? Did you think about an offensive lineman here?
2: Well, I know that Kenyon Green is still there mm-hmm. yeah. um, but They've
5: had a rough time up front They have Um I already typed in my next pick, so you can
2: just talk about Pickett, then I'll go. I'm surprised. Yeah. Well, don't be surprised. It doesn't count. So don't worry about it. All right. Can Pickett. pick it? <laughs> no. No. Honestly, I, I've
5: seen the Titans as a sleeper destination for a quarterback. So I, I appreciate the creativity. All right. The the Bucks have lost some interior offensive linemen. They're taking Kenyon Green. uh, the guard, so that's where they're going. It was either him or, or a defensive lineman. I'm going to go green. Paul, you're up for your second pick of Green Bay at 28. Okay. Um, they might have picked Kenyon Green if he was there.
4: Yeah, I had him as a possibility as we were getting closer and closer and closer. <laughs> but I, I I will tell you, uh, I'm, I'm going to flip it the other way now, and I'm going to go to Logan Hall. Ooh, I like Logan defensive Hall. Defensive tackle out of Houston. Oh, why over Devonta Wyatt? Ah, uh, probably because I just think that, that Hall has a little bit more more versatility to him. Okay. No, I think he does. You know, I mean, I, 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 I'm I not, like, ecstatic with it, but I, I think he's just a really good, solid player, and I think the value for him is probably a little closer to this neighborhood than why it is. I think why it could be, for me, John, why it could be an early second rounder, believe it or not.
5: Oh, okay. Thank you, Pearson. I'm going to look into that. I uh, will get to that in a second. There tam- is there tampering no, going on? No, Pearson just sent me a tweet, <laughs> wow. and I have to I have to make sure you know what 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 the deal is with that before I say it on the air. Yeah, um, that's what he sent them. Yes, so I will check on that. Uh, who's up next year? As I, Jeff, don't look at your phone. <laughs> <He's>,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what? I I don't get privy uh, to the information.
7: Lance, you are you are going two picks here <laughs> oh, at 29 and 30. Back-to-back selections for the Chiefs and could go in a variety of different directions here because, you know, at this point, Kansas City's also looking to add some depth. So I'm going to go with cornerback Kyler Gordon at 29, and then I could see them also. You know what? Take that back. I'm going to go with Daxon Hill out of Michigan for their first pick at 29 for the Chiefs. And then I'm going to go with Boye Mafé at number 30 to give him an additional pass rusher. Because I can see them, once again, shoring up the defensive side of the ball, making sure they have some depth for Spags. I don't really think adding a wide receiver is a big necessity because they did add two free agents. But I do think they're going to be, depending on how the real draft plays out, I think they're still going to be in prime position to take a wide receiver, depending on who is available at that point.
5: So you would have picked a wide if, if one of those top, Yes, if one of those
7: top wide receivers are there, I'm taking him. I just I don't think right now there's an attractive option, so I probably I'd wait a little bit if I'm Kansas City. But if somebody who was already selected is still there, I'm taking out one of those defensive players. I'm going wide receiver.
5: Okay, Um, very good. I think those are two good players though, Dax Hill and Boye Mafe. All right, I'm up for the Bengals here at 31, and again, I I've picked for them in a couple different mock drafts that we've done. They can't be comfortable having Eli Apple as one of their two starting cornerbacks heading the next year, knowing the quality and level of quarterbacks that are in the AFC now with all these guys arriving, it's just not going to work. So, Kyer Elam or Kyler Gordon would be the two choices here. The Bengals like to do a little zone and a little man. They're not a press man team. So, I'm going to go with a guy that does a little bit of both. I'm going to go with Kyler Gordon, cornerback out of Washington. Jeff, you're up with the Lions here, their second pick.
2: All right, so Kyler Gordon. uh, Gordon, okay, I can pronounce his name good. That's easy. Um, All right, so uh, the Lions, I think think that I'm going to take the second best off-ball linebacker in the draft, um, immediate starter for the Lions. Anybody could be an immediate starter for the Lions these days. And the Kobe Dean, I will take him for... The Lions. Anybody there? Headed? Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Did, I must just, did I steer the pot there or stir the pot? Anybody? Stir it? Stir it. Did I like, you know, did you guys, did nobody answered me?
4: Well, I I think he is a late first round value, so I don't have a problem Perfect. with that pick. 32 would be yeah, very late. he He, he, he fits. <laughs> <laughs> anytime the guy okay, winds up clarifying. landing, right? I
7: mean, anytime the guy is in the neighborhood, that means he belongs, right? God <laughs> Almighty, what does it come down to? I think he's going to be a late first round pick, Jeff, thirty two. <laughs> well, That would be very late.
5: <laughs> uh,
7: <laughs> Not leaving any stone punch unturned today, this afternoon. Yes.
8: Oh, all right.
5: All right. Who's your pick, Jeff? I'm sorry. Uh, the Kobe Dean. The Kobe. Oh, that's a good pick. Very
4: good Lance, play. I'm working
7: off a three hours sleep last night. No, this I wasn't tough. criticizing you at all. <laughs> I was just <laughs> I, I got a <laughs> chuckle out of that exchange between the two of you, Paul. You basically you emphasize yeah. one another's point. I was I, just I feel sure. punch drunk already. You know, we have Well, in case the real anybody draft. doesn't know that there's 32 teams in the NFL. <laughs> and There's 32 <laughs> first-round picks. We, we <laughs> <laughs> had clarification. Yeah, and,
5: and and Paul, by the so, so, way, probably not a good move sleeping three
4: hours. We're going to be up to, like one
5: o'clock. I know.
4: Well, the next three, the next three, next two nights actually, it's going to be brutal. Yeah. So what? I'm not even going to ask. you're on. Up at thirty three with the Jaguars. You know. Um, yes. And I think I think what they're gonna do, remember this is what they're gonna do, right? We think what they're going to do. I probably wouldn't do this, but I think Sky Moore goes to Jacksonville right here.
7: All right, I'm so not, that brings uh, us to the Lions.
5: Okay, that's good. Sky is- Moore to Jacksonville. What other players are you considering there, Paul?
6: Well,
4: to be honest with you, John, I think they could really use. You really another...
5: think they know this. They just paid a slot receiver a lot of money in free agency.
4: Yeah, I know, but I think that they're going to want to get as many weapons for uh, that quarterback as possible. Uh, I would have probably liked to have taken an offensive lineman, but I'm just not so sure that you know. I Tyler Smith is the only guy to me who yeah. might touch that value right there. Yeah. I can't take Rahman on there. Okay, I can't. I just don't think his value is quite there. I think Smith is the only offensive lineman who has value that I could slot at 32. So I just decided, you know what, I'm going to get somebody for the quarterback, another speedster, a guy with good jukes, a guy who can bail him out, you know, when he's getting pressured. And I, I'm trying to keep Tyler, uh, Trevor Lawrence happy.
2: All right, let's go to Jeff Fields with the Lions at 34. All right, so I, I want to go wide receiver here. Um, and, you know, I know that we've talked a little bit about Christian Watson, but, you know, go, coming from where the school that he did come from. Um, I don't know if I can take him here. So I'm going to take George Pickens from Georgia,
4: the wide receiver. Mm. You. you know, just based on pure toolbox, he really is, is a hell of a prospect. Like but he's that. had a lot of issues.
5: Yeah. Yeah, apparently the people have some uh, personality perhaps red flags on him, too. But he's a heck of a player. Well, their mm-hmm. head
2: coach will take care of
4: that.
5: His head coach will take care of that. <laughs> he's what, he's going to have him, a him bite his kneecaps? Yeah, yeah maybe, actually. Lance. You never know. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> okay. we have... I just want to make sure I have the count right here, guys. Do we have eight wide receivers off the board in the first 34 picks? Is that what I'm looking at here? Yeah, I think matchy, so, right
4: Right uh was, one was two not. three four five six seven eight yeah. eight john wow it's a, a lot. lot well didn't i read didn't somebody uh one of the national yeah. guys just say the over under on the wide receivers in the first round was six
7: yeah i think that sounds about right yeah, yeah. so well, well, and, and many expect there to be a run on wide receiver in the first round so,
2: so. where's our where's our surprise that somebody dropped that nobody
5: well even, we're not there yet we do that after the draft we still we got two line. more picks Oh, I'm on the second page. <laughs> <laughs> oh What's that gosh.
7: song, Turn the Page? Lance, you're up at the, Wait, with the Jets at 35. Wait, Jeff's saying that he sees somebody that's still available that he's surprised, I guess? Is that your point? Well,
5: Jeff? No, when the draft over, we'll talk about guys yeah. that are still there for the Giants. Oh, at
7: okay. So, but I wouldn't gotcha. want to
2: take it away from you, Lance, because you're up. Lance,
5: you're up at 35.
7: Yeah, and for the Jets, I'm going to go with Devontae Wyatt, defensive tackle out of Georgia. I could see them now addressing the trenches up front. Yeah,
5: I can see that. I think that's a good pick. All right, Paul.
7: Sort okay. through it here. I know you've been thinking about this for a
4: few picks now. What well, are your I thoughts have, here? Thirty six. I have, and given that uh, the Giants already took Neal and Stingley, you know, it it, it kind of causes a little bit of a problem for me because I, I don't know. Do I want to take no, a no, 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 no. You have Neal and Thibodeau, Paul. Oh, oh, yes, I, I read it incorrectly on my scribble. Uh, <laughs> Neal and Thibodeau, that is correct.
2: Glad we're okay. on top of things. Again. Well, I, that's still. No, I spoke about it. That's probably yes, why you wrote yes. it down.
4: Okay. That that still happens to be uh, two, uh, uh, two, two guys up front, two big guys up front. I'm going to go with a defensive player here, and I think I'm going to go with Jalen Petrie out of Baylor. And I'm going to go with the uh, safety. Why not Kyer Elam? Hmm. Because I did not realize I left him on my board before. Okay, so you Ky- can Ky- no. no, so no you can I want Kylo- decision. Can I change it? Of course you so can. Kyler Elim is my guy. Okay. You're absolutely right, John. I-, I just totally missed him. I wanted him. In fact, we talked about this yesterday. That's, well,
5: that's why I just asked you about I it. I told right? you,
4: he's my perfect guy at 36. Yep. And here I am looking at my board, and I had a piece of paper covering the cornerbacks. It's nice going.
7: Well, maybe that's an <laughs> a- omen of him being a good cover guy. Uh, very good, Lance. So. I got him. All right, good. Elam, thank you, John, for that uh, yeah, that quick no uh, f-
5: recovering that fumble Ruski. All right, very quickly, and I want to make sure. Pearson starts screening calls, 201-939-4513. Who are the guys you think, gentlemen, that who else would be in the mix for you here? Arnold Ebicady would be in the mix, but, again, you picked on Thibodeau at 7, so he wouldn't necessarily be the pick here. Um, I think Elam, Petrie, Paul, he'd be one of the other guys in the mix for me. Sure. Um, Christian Watson, Mr. Fegels, would he get you excited here?
2: Uh, Yeah, yeah. And so would Bernard Raymond would get me excited too. Raymond, okay. That's interesting. Even though you picked the offensive tackle already earlier? I I, I still think he could play maybe inside.
5: Is there any guard or center that you guys would Mm. be excited about here?
7: No. No. Camp Juergens? Yeah, a little early for me. Okay. Just, I mean... that's good. guy not that a i I'd consider him. I don't think it's that crazy. Mm. Did we bring up Christian Harris?
5: No, we did not. I think he's somebody Weimbecker?
7: that
2: you and could Walker. throw out there. Quay Walker if, is another, yeah, Quay yeah.
5: Walker's another good one, Jeff. That is a good yep. one.
2: I'm just, you know, I'm just going the best available at this point, just looking at these names on our What about board, Travis so. Jones? I, that was going
5: to be the next guy I was going to break yeah. up, Lance. That's a good so. one. Or Louis Seen, by the way. who's who's a different type of safety. You know, that's Lewis, Seen, and Petrie are interesting, but I think they're ranked in similar areas, Mm -hmm. but they're very different types of safety. So I think that'll give us a hint as to the type of player that Martindale wants. But I think Seen is probably more similar to McKinney, and Petrie's a little bit different than McKinney.
4: And then, then to be honest, John, you probably, if you're going to have that conversation, could mention Brisker, too. Yeah, I I have him a little bit lower, but he'd
5: be in the conversation. I agree. Chad Mumma. From Wyoming, if you really like the linebackers. See, he, so he'd be lower for me. No, again, I have Momo where I have Brisker. He'd be in that area. Okay. So, okay. He, so he is also a little bit lower for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it here. I have, the way I did my board, I have 41 guys that I think are worth a pick up to 36. Mm-hmm. So the guys that are left for me in that group are Christian Watson, Travis Jones, Quay Walker, Lewis Seen, and Jalen Petrie. Those are the, and Kyrie Elam. Those are the six guys. And I actually have Drake Jackson in that list, too. So those are the guys that I have left from my group that would be
4: worth my time here with a pick. Oh, you like Jackson that high. And you know I really like Drake Jackson, but I, I'm still thinking early third, John. You th- you think you got Jackson take may early... go into the first round? From yeah. what I'm, you guys hearing. really think that he, he may
7: go he in the first round? He's not getting to the third round, Paul. He may go first. You're Don't just, be surprised he... if that happens.
4: You're
5: just setting yourself up for another disappointment, yep. my
7: friend.
4: Wow.
5: wow. I, I, again, he might go in the 40s, but he ain't he ain't getting to 70.
4: Well, uh, let's see here a second. Or 68,
5: 67, whatever it yeah, is.
4: Yeah, I'm looking for him at 67. Uh, yeah, Arif Hassan 60. of the Athletic has him uh, consensus at 61. I know. That's, I, not, that's not that far off yeah, of 67.
5: pass rushers tend to get pushed up. My guess is that he's going to go earlier, unless people are
4: really worried about his weight stuff. Maybe that well, could push him down. I could float something out there on Twitter that he orders 20 Big Macs at a time every, <laughs> every morning for breakfast.
5: McDonald's doesn't serve Big Macs for breakfast. Well, You're maybe le- they do for over. him. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of egg McMuffins instead. Okay, there you go. Right.
7: Yeah, got to reword it.
5: All right, any other thoughts here, guys? I think there's again. Th- it those... wouldn't be
7: the first Drake that started from the bottom. No, that is and, true. You know. That was <laughs> you. So anyway, go <laughs> no, ahead. I'm here all week. No. Yeah. <laughs> Though oh, John got it, I don't know about the other time. No, <laughs> so. Right over their head. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs>
5: Yeah, those are the guys that kind of stand out to me. Anything else stand out to you guys in terms of, of, of what to think about here or no?
4: Well, I don't I don't think there's any potential first-rounder that we left off through 36. No. I mean, does anybody else see anyone who could sneak into the first round?
5: Quay Walker and Ebicady would be the two guys for me. You
4: think? And maybe Elam. Okay. I think Elam.
5: By the way, you saw Daniel Jeremiah last night. He had Elam going 17th. In Whoa! Iraq. Man, I like him, but I, that's really high. Yep, 17th. So I'm not sure he's getting it at 36, to be honest with you. Yeah.
4: For for me, I think the only other guy, and I mentioned him a little bit earlier because someone may just decide they really need to go get that, that pro, uh, projected tackle would be Tyler Smith. Yep. I think he's on
5: the fringe. I think Raymond – I have Raymond a little bit ahead of Tyler Smith,
4: Do
8: you? to be
5: honest. Oh,
4: that's with. okay, yeah. too. That's but, okay, but but too. But, yes,
5: I think those – and Abraham Lucas, If like if the Giants – Whiffed on a tackle
2: at five two. and
5: seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lucas would be the guy I would consider here. He's not rated quite high enough for me, but as a need, and he's only like one tier down. I would consider Abraham Lucas in
4: this spot. And if you, if, but if you're going to talk about him, you would not c- talk about Philele?
5: I like Lucas better. Philele's F- a little bit more risky to me. I have him as okay. an end of round two guy. That's fine. I have him as a round two, like a like a. Top, end of two, top of three.
4: Yeah, I, I tend to agree, but, I mean, if you're desperate for a tackle at that point, you gotta you got to put two or three guys at least in the talk because you got to hammer it out as to which one you'd really like to have a little bit more.
5: It will be Ryman and Lucas for me. Those would be the two? Those okay. would be the two guys I
4: would that's, think that's about. That's okay. All right, let's get to the calls, guys.
5: <clears throat> 201-939-4513. There is a bit of news, by the way. The Giants announcing they picked up this is what my little ooh thing was before. The Giants have picked up the fifth year option on defensive lineman Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I believe I did not do you have the number in front of you guys exactly how much that would be in terms of what it's supposed to be. I think it's just over 10 million, right? I if thought it was mistaken. closer
4: to 11,
7: but that's just about the same, right? As I said, just over 10. So you close just, to yeah. 11.
0: You just said Trevor Lawrence.
7: Oh, I said Trevor Lawrence? Yeah. I'm sorry. Did Thank he you say that? I person. hope the Jaguars Dexter Lawrence. do want to pick up yes. his option when the time comes, or else they're in trouble. Giants, so. comes, in trouble. Giants
5: so, so. defensive tackle Dexter Lawrence. Still the Giants gone, have picked up his fifth-year option. Again, that is for the 2023 season. Obviously, Daniel Jones is a player that is also in the mix there for the Giants to pick up their fifth-year
7: option. Um, the they the have option, not, John, by the way, I didn't mean to cut you. Yes. It's just under $11 million. I just looked it up. Jo-
5: oh, good. So it was, yeah. it was right in that area Paul and I were talking about. Perfect. Thank you. So uh, no word on Daniel Jones. The deadline is next week, and there are reports out there. The Giants have not commented on it. I'm sure Joe Shane will be asked about that at his press conference tonight. We'll have more clarity on that. Um, but for now, just Dexter Lawrence had his fifth-year option picked up, which I think we kind of thought was more likely than not
4: mm-hmm. in terms yeah. of,
5: of where then they were the heading. So – not a
4: huge surprise. Can I ask one final question about this uh, draft, John? No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go ahead, of course. Uh, do we all believe, all of us, do we believe the Giants will actually wind up picking at 5 and 7? Or is there any one of us who still thinks there's a possibility, a real possibility, that they will be trading out of one of those spots?
5: 25% they trade out of 7.
4: 0%
5: just, out of
7: five. I don't see a team being aggressive yeah. enough to want to well, move up.
2: I See, I'm with Lance. And I, in I, this scenario... Uh, A team that may want to go up to get the quarterback didn't have to,
7: in our Correct. Because look, Jeff, by the way, the Steelers, Malik Willis fell to me in our mock draft. Mm -hmm. And that's what you were hoping. That's what I was thinking. I'm thinking
5: corner, if somebody wants to move up for Stingley, Houston, wide receiver, if a team wants to move out for a wide out, which is why you're not going to get that premium first round next year that you're looking for, Jeff. Mm -hmm. But I think if the Giants can pick up a day two pick next year and maybe a day two pick this year, then okay, let's chat. I think that's possible. Moving anywhere from Eagles, Saints, Texans, Jets would be the teams I would keep an Do eye on. Do you
2: think that the Tay two pick this year is any more sexier than what you think it will be next year? Uh, no, but I mean, I mean, you look at the way this draft is. I love after the a certain amount of people, everything year. is pretty much the players are grouped together where you can see. I would prioritize getting
5: a second round pick next year.
7: Yeah. Yeah, if you can get a second, I think, you know, that would be a good accomplishment. The question that I'll pose to all of you, another reason why I don't see anybody moving up, especially enough to justify giving up a first round pick for next year. Who right now would you be willing to give up a first round pick next year for a player this year? No, I wouldn't. Because I don't think there's anyone. That would meet that criteria for me. No, you I gotta agree.
2: have a, You have to have an argument about that player, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like normally you don't. You would say, okay, I'm going to yeah. go get Trevor Lawrence, or I'm going mean, to go get this guy. Maybe if like Hayon yeah.
5: Thibodeau drops and a team doesn't care about his personality, and they love him as a pass rusher, he'd be the one guy maybe that a team might be willing to do that for. Maybe. Ooh, but that's I mean that's a steep oh, price, I, Lance. I'm with for you for a guy with question marks. That's why I don't yeah. think the Giants are getting a one next year.
2: Would you guys, who who in your mind you're, you're I, talking
5: I have second and thirds? Two point. people here yeah.
2: in my mind that are in this draft you feel are the safest picks at the top in, in, in the top ten. The Sa- safest. Sauce, Neal, and Hutchinson. Those are my three guys. Sauce, Neil and Hutchinson. Okay. Sauce, Neil Hutchinson. Yeah, I would probably... Definitely Sauce. Who's your also, number one I guy? I also
5: think that Jermaine Johnson's actually a pretty safe pick. I just yeah. don't think he's as good as the other three guys. Uh, at I least was, not well, yet. I was just going to say, say Johnson
4: myself. I think he, he may be the most overall, all-around safest pick. But he's not going to be Damn. as big an impact guy, I don't think, as some of the others could.
2: Can I change my pick now? <laughs> to what? <laughs> what, the seventh <laughs> pick? At number seven. <laughs> Can I go back nope. now? Sorry, you're locked
5: in. <laughs> oh, no, <sorry. laughs> All right, let's get to the calls now. 201 939 We do have to get off exactly at two here, guys. So we have 50 minutes. We'll get in your calls. We're going to try to move it along because you want to get everybody in. So if you have the most, the most important thing you want to say, say it first. <laughs> who knows when I'm going to click the off button. Let's go to Mark in Chicago. Who will lead us off. Mark, what's going on?
3: Hey, boys. Great draft coverage. Hey, you know, I, after uh, all these weeks of talking about the draft, we're ready for a new topic like who we drafted. Got a little testy yesterday afternoon. <laughs> I the did get a little testy. Yes. Were pretty, the last 22 minutes were pretty entertaining. Oh, so, well, thank you. Anyway, I'll, <laughs> I'll get down to it. I'm kidding. Uh, I'll get down to basically uh, the one question I have. You know, I've, I've listened to this show for six years almost every day, and the common theme across those six years are the offensive line and a stud Batman pass rusher. And I guess my question is, and I, I agree with both sides of the comments yesterday, you know, uh, you know, the pass rush helps the back end, the coverage helps the pass rush. They're interconnected. I guess my bottom line is, do we have a Batman pass rusher in this draft? And if we do... I think we should get him, but if we don't, I don't think we should. I think then we should go to the best player available, and if we don't get an offensive tackle, I'm going to be really upset. But do we have a Batman pass rusher that's worth a five or a seven in this draft?
4: Well, Thibodeau's that guy. There's no question that he's that guy, but now you have to deal with the other stuff that we all know is out there. And and for me, I would do it, and I and I appreciate the people who would say otherwise because they're not wrong. The Giants had to deal with issues, obviously, that surrounded the, uh, the aura of OBJ. Um, you know, obviously, look at the distractions that have been caused. Uh, Kadarius Tony stays away from a voluntary minicamp, and all of a sudden, you know, the barn is burning. Uh, I mean, there are distractions that come with a player of this character. So I totally understand if somebody says, you know, if you're the Giants, you can't take that guy. I'm strictly talking my personal preference. That's a Batman pass rusher, okay? If you
5: made me turn in the card at seven, like Jeff had to in that situation, I think I'd turn in Thibodeau too. But I would be trying to trade
4: down really, really hard. And when he has <laughs> nine
2: sacks his rookie year, everybody'd be like, "Okay, we made the right decision." Yeah.
4: Well, well and, Johnson and has and if I, and if I may just Yeah, add, you're right. Yeah. If I may just add, this, fellas, again, it's always ignored because Michael Parsons had a great year. There were some doubts about his, not only off the field, some legal issues he had to deal with, but there were also talks about how he was taking some plays off. And what happened? Micah Parsons obviously arrived in Dallas, did everything he was supposed to do, kicked people's butts all over the field, and won awards for it. So, you know, that's the kind of risk or gamble that you have to be willing to take if you feel the player is going to be that good. Lance, go ahead. You were going to say something about Johnson, right?
7: No, I was just going to say I think Jermaine Johnson has the potential to be Batman as well. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he certainly has the arsenal of moves. But once again, you know, a lot depends on the personnel around that player. You, going back to the Kohler's point, you know, you can't just sometimes throw in a guy that you think is going to be Batman if you don't have Thank guys you. around him that are going to allow him to flourish, vice versa. Another guy, by the way, Paul brought up Micah Parsons. Okay, Jason O.A., who went to Baltimore, okay, he was a guy, remember, that had no sacks. And he had actually a very good rookie campaign. I don't think a lot of people thought he was going to be as productive. I'm not saying he's Batman, but my point is the environment and how the player is utilized is just as important in terms of the individual skill set of the player. And that seems to get lost around this time of the year in the draft. Yes, Because you could take a player and put him on another team in a hypothetical world, and maybe he turns out to be Batman because, obviously, he's supported by a lot more talent.
5: I will say this, too, and I don't want to re-engage in our fight from yesterday, which Jeff was not here for, but it was entertaining, trust me. Oh, it it was good. Um, I don't think having a Batman pass rusher in this type of defense is as important as having a lockdown cover corner. The last time the Ravens had a... Batman pass rusher was Terrell Suggs and it was like eight years ago. Eight years ago. Paul, thoughts? Pearson, shut <laughs> up. What are you doing? Oh, it's entertaining. He's, he's just, seen, he's just he's lighting, he's, at he, the, lion he's right lighting the match. Yeah. He's lighting the match.
2: Yeah. And I wow. wasn't even on this conversation, but I can no. tell that there were that. John, exactly I would throw out, though. Do. I don't think I mean, Judon's do, I, a Batman.
7: Yeah, I was going to throw out Judon. I don't think he's a Batman, though. No. I, I think he deserves more consideration, though, as being that guy. He's got that a half a He's the guy to pay attention to in terms of the pass rushing. He Maybe he's Aquaman. Up, Well, listen, if you want to word him (laughs) differently in terms of the DC or Marvel world, hey, more power to you. Aquaman's DC, okay.
5: No, I know. That's what I said. Well, I
7: said DC or Marvel. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, You know, pick whichever one you like.
5: I'm I'm not giving Judon full Batman status. I'm not giving Judon full Batman status. He's like a backbencher in the Justice League. He's not a
7: frontbencher. (laughs) Well, he's higher than Robin, I'll tell you that. Well,
5: I I, I didn't call him Robin. No, I didn't say, but he's
7: definitely not Robin territory. He's much closer to Batman than he is Robin. Mm, on.
5: I think it's about halfway in between. Back uh, and I give back. him more credit than that.
2: What what scares you more, not having that cornerback in this system, or not having a pass rusher?
5: My point is not having the cornerback, mm-hmm. and that that that's my larger point. Yeah. Paul, you were going to say something. I'm sorry.
4: No, no. I, 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 tend to agree with Lance. I think Judon's a little bit more of a Batman. Maybe he's got a cape, but not the cowl. I think <laughs> he's, a little, you know, he's a little more about Batman than he is Robin. But, but Batman does
5: f- not wear a utility belt, Paul. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's no utility belt.
4: But to be to be fair, and and I think ultimately, John, the bottom line answer on all of this, which I think we actually came to this conclusion yesterday. Sure, we did. Remember, there are four. Four core positions: quarterback, the pass rusher, the cover corner, uh, you know, tackle. and and the premier left tackle uh, who was going to block your blind side of your quarterback. And there's a reason why Football One One has always said those are the four that you have to have if you're going to start building a playoff team. So, really, are we splitting hairs here? Probably. You yeah, know, but that's all, fun.
5: That's what we're doing here. Right? I know, okay. I know.
4: But really, when you get down to it, all four are really on the same shelf at the supermarket. By the way, my point.
5: Judon, by the way, Judon never had double digit sacks. No, but until just he last got year, with Baltimore. Have, he did
7: have he did have an eight sack season and a nine and a half sack season. So did Marcus so, Golden. Is he Batman? Not, well, yeah. Of course, yeah. But Golden didn't have as many seasons, though, John. In fairness, <laughs> in that territory as Judon did. Uh, almost. Okay. Uh, he, here's the thing. Here's the best way to classify. He he's th- not well, Michael well, Keaton and he's not Christian Bale, but he's definitely higher than Val Kilmer. <laughs> on <the> list, okay, <laughs> how's that? Can we all agree with that? And I'm certainly not. He's not Robert Pattinson and Ben Affleck. Okay, but he's. You, I'm not putting him Michael Keaton territory. Okay, that's the bar. But okay. Val Kilmer. Okay, he, he could pull off a Val Kilmer. Batman, I tell you what, uh, Lance. Val Kilmer,
5: Batman. I'll buy that.
7: If you want, if you want, you want to yeah. help your case a little bit. How, how about
4: that year with Baltimore when he had nine and a half sacks? He had 33 quarterbacks. Well, hits. that's what's. Yeah. That's a uh, that's big what, number.
7: No, I agree with. Listen, you don't need to tell me on Judon. I thought I'm, you were going to I'm just trying to help you out, a little no, bit. bit. No, I know you were, but I actually, <laughs> the way you were going to help me, I thought you were going to throw out Adam West, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's what I. <laughs> well, I, you know, he's, he's you in a category by himself.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's in a category gonna... by himself. By the way, okay. guys, did you see the Batman cartoon movies where they used Adam West and Burt Ward's real voices? No. I can't say I've seen that. Very cool stuff.
2: Well, by the way, did anyone? I think guess. that our first caller today was John Mara? <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> no. It, what? Seriously, it sounded exactly I like John so? Mara. <laughs> no wonder you were so quiet. You were afraid no, to
7: say anything. I, I was like, "Is this John <laughs> Mara?" <laughs> I'm serious. John i was like, the way. like getting called to the
6: principal's office. And so, Judon yeah.
5: signed a four-year, fifty-six million dollar contract. That is a. Uh,
4: I'll do my quick math in my head. That is a. Yeah, 14, $14 million dollars 14. a year. Yeah, and that's not qualified as Batman. Batman's get Batman. over seventeen, right, John?
5: Batman can't afford his fancy Batmobile and Batcave on only fourteen million dollars yeah. a year. He needs more than that's
4: that. That's that, and and you know what? That's your best argument for that because there's those no numbers wing. speak. Yeah, yeah there those numbers no speak at fourteen million. I agree. He had well, yeah, and but half. you know what? He's probably got a bad cycle.
9: He had oh. 12 and a half sacks last year. I think he's yeah. Pattinson. Yeah. Well, oh,
7: hey, Pearson chiming no, no, no. in. No, but here's where I'm going to disagree with Pearson. <laughs> now, okay? Pearson's a Patriots P- fan. So you got to understand. No, no, he's just a Batman. Right, well, just give it. No, <laughs> Patterson does not have the shelf life and the substance yet to put him high in the Batman category. Fair enough. Now, Fair in, enough. in fairness, Fair. I have yet to see the movie. Okay, but you have to have lasting power to be labeled a Batman of substance. Okay, and one film to me does not now elevate. You they to that.
5: they have announced the sequel. No, they okay, seen, yes, but we have. haven't
7: seen yeah. it yet. It, no, it, true. I mean, has the script even been finalized, John? I mean, Judon has played out multiple yes. scripts, okay? That's Lance, true. Ju- just Joe. as
4: a matter of information for you, he, he's like a, a really good character. Batman, but he's not a good Bruce Wayne. He's a terrible Bruce Wayne. Wait, but Paul, fortunately, there's it? a lot of Batman on screen. Paul, did you see it? Yes. The, you went to the movies? I saw it on HBO Max. Oh, very good. Good stuff. I haven't seen it yet, and so. it's it's I really good. Getting to it. It's nah, really I'm, it's I'm violent. To watch it. It's violent and it's dark. Well, I and it's I don't violent. like what they did to the Riddler because they made him don't ruin of being, anything. Well, no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I've, I've seen none of them, by the but way. But Riddler, Riddler, to me, you know, Frank Gorshin. is so I have no idea what, you know what there's Jeff. Yes, yes. Yeah, Rid- yeah. Riddler's supposed to be a, a somewhat, a comic-y, somewhat comic-y, funny yes, we character. we need to go. We
2: need to
5: go.
7: I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Lot. I'm and, sorry. I I mean, let's as go. If we haven't done yes. enough mock drafts, by the way, it's If okay. you had not said that
2: Judon played for the Ravens, I probably would have thought he was a character in one of these movies. Judon. It sounds like it. Wow. No, seriously, that sounds like a character to me.
4: And and
5: and the reason Lance hasn't seen Batman yet is because the DVD hasn't become available. Netflix. No, that well, no, no, no. Well, first of all,
7: no, see, now you you, I have to bail myself out of this one. Okay. Number one, it's coming out on DVD on May 24th. Okay. So it's in the Netflix queue. That's number one. Number two, I got it. Number two, to Paul's point, okay, since I have HBO, I've actually DVR'd it, and I'm probably going to get to it and not have to wait till May 24th, which means my review will be coming out to a tweet near you at least within the next week. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sure everyone's holding their breath. I know. Well, you could tell the the audience is overwhelmed by that. So That's you why just I add the DVD to Jeff, the library? Jeff is dying oh to read gosh. that tweet. He oh, told yeah. me. Before Here you go, Toddie. Yes. I read
5: your oh, yes. tweets.
2: They make no sense to me. Cause and... cause I don't know about the movies. Don... But I like them, though.
5: Donnie in Queens is next. Donnie, what's going on? Oh, man. I,
4: I think you guys all need a day off. Yeah, I yes, think we do. Well, trust me, it's coming soon. Why do you think I took three hours to watch Batman? Because I was banging my head against the wall.
1: All right, I'm going to give you two quick comments, then I'll hang up and listen. If you want a first round pick next year, the Texans are probably the team. They're not going to give you theirs, but they do have Cleveland's. and it, Depending on how they mm-hmm. feel about Cleveland's prospects, if they think that's a pick that might be 18 or higher or you know, 18 to 32, somewhere in that range, maybe you can get it.
5: I'll tell you, though, um, move, Donnie, moving down just six spots, you're not getting no. a one next year. Not even not, Cleveland's. Have to send
1: back some mid-round picks. But whatever, that would be the one team. Now, we've been talking about players we want. I'm going to tell you a player I want no part of. And I'm going to go back to the Dave Gettleman era. The Giants drafted a lot of players with caveats. Barkley, great talent, positional value issues. Same with Dexter Lawrence, uh, Tony, and Baker. Guys coming with some flags off the field. I don't care what Stingley did in 2019. You are not drafting a guy in the top seven that hasn't played good football in two years. Let somebody else take that chance. Thank you for all the coverage you guys have done. I'll be continue to listen throughout the entire weekend, and let's go Giants.
5: Thank you, Donnie. He looks Stingley's a moonshot. That's what he is. Stingley's a moonshot. There's risk there. Well, but
7: in fairness, see, the argument against that is Micah Parsons. Gets a really good point, Lance. So for every time you think like that, you then may pass up on somebody that did not allow a season off. To have an impact. Now, granted, Parsons didn't have the injury baggage that Stingley has. Yes. Okay. So there is a difference there. I'll give you that. But I don't know how fearful I would be just because somebody took off. And also, in the COVID error that the last two seasons have been played in, you know, guys have missed games because of a multitude of reasons. So that's another reason why I don't know if that would have me shy away from a player so quickly.
5: Let's go to Antonio in Delaware. He's up next. Antonio, what's happening?
3: Hey, guys.
5: How are you
7: doing? What's
3: Good. up? Uh, FYI, Robert Patterson's one and done.
7: <laughs> well, apparently you didn't uh, like the movie then.
3: <laughs> no, it was kind of too dark and not enough Bruce Wayne. Too much Batman and not enough
4: Bruce Wayne. Ah, uh, see, we're on opposite ends of that spectrum. <laughs> All right, Antonio, what do you got? Anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay.
3: Okay. Where does Andrew Thomas and Kadarius Tony rank in this group of O-linemen and, and wide receivers?
5: That's, uh, that's a good question. I would have Kadarius Tony right around Traylon Burks in terms of the type of player that they are. I think they would be very similar in terms of where I would have them graded, so, which would be end of first round, top of second round type of players. That's where I would have them, um, which is kind of where I had Tony last year on my board. Uh, Thomas is a better question. I would probably have Thomas and Evan Neal very close to each other with Aquanu and Cross slightly below them. But I we we talked to Mike Renner yesterday. He said they had Andrew Thomas above all the tackles coming out Mm -hmm. this year. So I think it depends who you talk to.
4: Hmm. Uh, But I I agree with what John just said there. I, I would put Thomas ahead of those guys, and I think that Tony is probably late first round right in the vicinity of where he was last year. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay.
3: One more question. What is easier to teach, pass protection or run blocking?
5: Good question, Antonio. Thank Thank you. Appreciate the call. I'll put it this way. If you go listen to the O'Hara Deal podcast we did, they said it's easier to teach run blocking than pass blocking because it's a more natural movement for a person
8: mm-hmm.
5: to move forward and try to push somebody mm-hmm. than it is to ask a 300 plus pound man to side Absorb. step and back pedal <laughs> and keep your balance so that's what Sean and Dave said now I've also heard somebody else say that it's easier to fix someone's feet than it is to fix their hands so I heard an offensive line person that I trust hmm. say that
7: the other
2: day. I would so, think that would have been the opposite. So would I. So that's that's why I kind of put that there. But we out never there. played that position, so yeah. what do we know?
7: However, the only thing I'll throw in there, though, with the way college offenses are becoming, I just wonder if that balances things out a little bit more. Because offensive linemen, and once again, mm-hmm. it does depend on what offense you're playing in, but if you are in a very pass-happy offense, mm-hmm. if you're much more comfortable being a pass protector, entering the NFL because you're not asked to run block. And
4: that's why I I agree. I think, John, there's really two answers. I think if you're starting a guy from scratch or or on an even plane, I think run blocking is easier to teach them. But because of the way the game has trended, I think right now you're getting more guys who have more technical pass blocking out of the NCAA level. I agree with that. So it's really a a double-sided answer.
5: Yeah, and I'll say this too. I think – with the way practices are limited now, it's probably easier to practice pass protection mm-hmm. with shorts and T-shirts than it is yep. to practice run blocking with no shorts. No doubt and about it. Physical. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a really good question, Antonio. That's well, that's a why really it's, good question. it's a
4: two-sided answer. <laughs> yeah. It's a really good question.
5: All right. Let's go to Alex in Syracuse. He's up next. Alex, what's happening?
0: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Love you guys. Love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, First of all, I think you guys might have a spin off podcast debating uh, actors and movies with the same vigor that you debate draft picks. I've yeah. got a whole other project for you.
2: I won't be on there. Lance can <laughs> launch that. <laughs> you guys can kill that one. don't <laughs> have time in my day to watch movies.
5: Yeah, uh by the way, Jeffrey is a golf podcast on the side. Yeah, so, now so, those you know, we can talk. Maybe, talk. Oh, really, make sure you go check that. <laughs> yeah. Man, talk about a
2: snooze. <laughs> yeah. Well, well yeah. also
7: talk about a rough day to play golf today, Jeff. Yeah, that's true. I played
2: yesterday. It was even worse. Yeah. Oh, okay.
7: All well, right, Alex, true. what do you got? What do
2: you got, Alex? <laughs> just a quick question. I'm going to do you a
0: favor here, Paul. I'm going to take us away from the hypothetical of draft picks just for a second with a relevant question, though. I think um, I'm curious what you guys think as far as Daniel Jones looking towards next year. Right? Everybody talked about this is year to, to analyze Daniel. My question is, what is the bar, right? Like, what is the bar that Daniel has to meet this year? I don't think anybody expects him to make it to the Super Bowl, right? But, like, what is the bar for us to say comfortably, okay, Daniel is, in fact, the, uh, the quarterback of the future for the Giants? What do what you guys Think on that. I'll take it off air. And I just want to say, Paul, uh, you and I, I'm excited for you that you don't have to talk about these hypotheticals that's an, anymore. That's We're an going to enjoy one. some meatballs and watch the draft tonight. It's going to be a great <laughs> night. Meatballs. All right. Very
5: meatballs. good. All right. So I will say this. I'm going to keep mine very I simple. I think it's a pretty easy answer. Play at least 15
2: games. It's health. It's health. That and, is one. Now, yep. performance matters too. But number one, play at least 15 games. Um, I think it's health. And I also think it's yeah. just steady improvement. A steady improvement, meaning that at every level that he's at, I want to see some improvement. Whether it's, uh, you know, recognition, you got. I obviously gonna have a new offense, so we're gonna give him a little bit of a break there. But as the season goes along, I want to see improvement as far as making decisions that aren't gonna hurt your football team, the team and help.
5: Team's gotta score points.
2: We know that he can throw the football. He's got a great throw down field. Okay, he has improved his, you know, hanging on to the football. That's a big one. But to me, it's got to be collectively all of that thrown in together. Um, But I think the big one is, can he stay healthy? Yeah, and it's, it's consistent production against good
5: defenses, doing well in the final two minutes of games, in the final two minutes of halves. Those are some of the things I'm looking for. Lance, Paul, how about you? Well, well, yeah, can, you just mentioned yeah, the two-minute
4: the two-minute situation. And, John, we all know that when the defenses know you're in that two-minute drill, they're coming after you hard. So the offensive lines have been collapsing on him and not giving you much of a chance to excel there. Yep. But now that we believe the offensive line is going to be much improved. Well, not yet. We think it's going to be. I said that. We <laughs> believe so. We believe so. I want to if, see what happens
5: in the draft first.
4: Well... <laughs> I think, I think they've already helped themselves in yeah, the offseason with a the line right? Yeah. Glinski so, and
5: Feliciano should theoretically be up there.
4: I, I think it's a much more functional line. How about that? Fine. Okay? Uh, so now he has to prove, now that the line is more functional, he has to take his two-minute drill to the next level. And that would be the third thing that I would kind of add to what you guys How said. How
7: about you, Lance? Yeah, health has to be the number one priority. I've said it over and over again. He's missed at least two starts in each of his first three seasons. So you want to see that, get a check mark. You want to see the consistency. You don't want it to be Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And I think that goes back to what John said in terms of the caliber of the competition. But I'm going to take it even a further step away from what the caller did. I don't know... In the front office's mind, if you can say, even if all of these check marks are reached, let's say, in a hypothetical world, if that's enough to say, we're willing to give him a long-term contract. Yeah. I mean, most of the guys in the NFL who have received long-term contracts beyond their rookie deals, I think the common theme is, there's more than one season where they've walked away and they said, I know what I'm getting out of the quarterback. So, I would be...
5: How quickly did Tannehill get his extension after going to Tennessee?
7: That would be the only guy I could think Yeah, but of remember, maybe... that was also, but also that was two teams, Correct. and the second team was the one that gave him the contract who also traded for him. True. So, John, the, the classification there is I think that team had a lot more confidence in him right. maybe than anybody else. I'd have to look that up to answer your question. I don't think it was that far removed because yeah. he was towards the end of his rookie deal anyway. Yeah. March you think about 2020, it. guys.
4: And when, did, and when was he traded? That was his extension. He was traded following the 18th season. Okay, so, so it he was had two already years. Played, it was two years. No, he had played the 19-year with Tennessee, and then he got the extension before his second year in Tennessee. Oh, okay, yeah. so it was one yeah. year then.
5: Okay. So I think so that's, the that's not a long
4: one. time. But yeah. I'll I tell you Tennessee... what, though. That, in that that 19-season, he went to the Pro Bowl, sure, 22 touchdowns year. and only six picks. Yeah, but, 70% Now, completes. Lance, I
5: agree with you, Lance. I think it would take a lot to sign into some type of $30 million-a-year contract
7: after this year.
5: I think it makes more sense if he shows he plays well enough, you put the franchise tag on him, make him Mm -hmm. show it again, and Mm -hmm. then you make the decision to follow him. Or
7: unless he's willing to take a low-market deal for another year and you avoid the tag because he just wants to stay. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Maybe you give him a year deal with an option, a team option, for the second year, so he remains flexible yeah. to pursue the market and you remain flexible. That would be, I think, the win-win circumstance mm-hmm. to maybe avoid the level of the tag. But once again, I don't know if this one season alone is enough to justify a long-term contract. Well, the,
4: the other way you could do it, guys, is really a third way too. You, you heavily incentivize it you you make it a a somewhat second level market deal with incentives that bring it up to a that, superstar a deal sure.
5: if it' he numbers, reaches certain parameters, sure. yeah, yeah, I think that's a good one too. I think yeah. that works. and by the way, that's and that's the question with the fifth year option Again, I'm sure Joe Shan will be asked about that tonight, and he'll give some type of answer on it. um but you know, are you willing to hedge your bets? because the difference between that fifth year option and the franchise tag is only eight or nine million dollars. So I'm not sure mm. you know that eight or nine million is worth guaranteeing that fifth year, which is kind of what the calculation the Giants are yeah, going to be making fun. when they decide to make that decision. 201-939-4513. Mike in New York. He's up next. Hey, Mike.
10: Hey, what's going on, guys? Big fan of the show. Thanks for
9: taking the call. Thank you. What's up?
10: Um, on vacation with my girlfriend. I told her you, you got to carve out a couple of hours for me tonight. We got a big night. But, uh, <laughs> the
9: show. Sure, she
7: loves that.
10: <laughs> uh, she gets it. That's why she's my girlfriend. You know, that's the first step in dating me. Anyway, um, uh, I want to talk more about Daniel Jones. Um, My issue is there's so much pressure being put on him, and I was kind of just thinking, if you threw Eli Manning, who God bless Eli Manning, you know, probably favorite giant of all time, on the system that's been in place the last four or five years,
11: where would he have
10: been? No defense, no line, barely any weapons, no run game. So I think there's way too much focus on him. I think he's had no time to be properly evaluated. So I think if he does anything solid this year, obviously I heard you guys talking about staying on the field, but if he just has a good year, which he should be better because we actually have a coach and a system, then I think there's no reason not to keep him around. Who wants to get another one?
5: No, Mike, thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Enjoy your vacation. Thank you very much. Um, go ahead, Lance. I'm sorry.
7: No, what I was going to say is I understand where the caller is coming from, but I think you know all of us have had this conversation on this show. The Giants can only evaluate Daniel Jones based on the environment that they've exposed him to. Yep. You can't make decisions based on hypotheticals. If we give him three more years and the offensive line improves and the wide receivers stay healthy and the defense is opportunistic, we're absolutely going to get that out of him. That's why I go back to – It's not a perfect science, the evaluation process, because if Daniel Jones went to another team and was given all those things, I don't know what Daniel Jones we would see. Mm -hmm, And then if mm -hmm. the Giants took Kyler Murray or they took Josh Allen or whatever it may be, I don't know if we're going to get the same versions of those guys in the Giants environment. So the Giants can only evaluate the quarterback based on the environment and the circumstance he's been thrown in. You don't have the luxury of time in the NFL where you say if we buy him three more years with the same system – He's going to all of a sudden come to fruition. It's just that's the unfortunate nature of just the business and the sport overall.
5: Quarterback performance is impacted by what's going on around them, no question yep. about it. Matthew in New Jersey, he's up next. Matthew, hello,
9: hey guys, hey. first time caller, long time listener. Well, How are you guys you.
5: doing? We're doing great, Matthew. Thanks for calling in and listening. What do you got?
9: Uh, I got a Daniel Jones question. I I wanted to give you another topping instead of the draft, since so I know you guys have been talking about it for so long. Sure. What do you got? Uh, the but- This is not a hypothetical. Sorry about that, Paul. Um, (laughs) What if Daniel Jones stays healthy, like he plays 15 games, but he's, like, fine, like kind of this year, but a little bit better? And I don't know if you guys would, you know, if you want a a new quarterback from Dable and show him this view of the the new guy to trade first-round draft picks and Daniel Jones for a new quarterback. I don't know if it'd be worth the risk for that, or sticking with Daniel Jones, who's consistent. But you know, you don't think he's the guy for the future. Thanks, guys, for the for my call. No,
5: thank you, Matthew, for listening and calling in. Look, I think fine and a little bit better is probably not going to cut it. No,
4: nope. You know, they've gone so far down the road with this, and unfortunately for him, that is Jones. Circumstances have really conspired to hinder his ability to max out. But the problem is. The sand in the hourglass is running out. And he has one more chance, as they try to surround him, to prove that he's the guy. And the circumstances
5: and, this year, Paul, might not be great either. We have and, to see. and that's
4: the problem, John, right. is that he may be swimming uphill here. But that's, unfortunately, upstream. T- upstream, climbing uphill, swimming upstream. Tough bananas. <laughs> because that's the, the reality of it. It's time. And, and, he, and he's got to make
7: it happen now. I'm with you, John. I don't think just okay is good enough. A lot of it also, guys, depends on Brian Dable and Mike Kafka. And what do they think of Daniel yeah, Jones after working with him, having the opportunity to be up close for one season? Right now, they're going into this blindly. All they've interacted with Daniel is in terms of the notebook and taking notes in the room and seeing what he could do in a very limited practice session. But I think as the season progresses, as he adapts to different opponents, what they throw on his plate – that's going to determine. Joe Shane, I'm going to walk up to the two of them at the end of the season. I'm going to say, guys, what was your experience like? Do you think this is somebody you can continue to work with? And I'm certainly going to respect what feedback they give me. All right, let's go to Charlie in Portland, Maine. Charlie, what's up?
11: Hey, guys. Hey, Paul the, uh, the sands and the hourglass but what, what, you've been watching
4: soap operas lately? <laughs> actually, my, my wife used to do that years ago. Yeah, she was a big, yeah,
7: Lance, do you have big any, fan.
5: Lance, do you have any reviews on soap operas, Lance? No, I can't no. say that.
7: that falls no under that? my umbrella. Uh, no. oh, I'm sorry okay, to I disappoint you. you. Yes. Right,
5: Charlie, by the way, I, if you called about Daniel Jones, I'm sorry. I'm not going to let you talk about him. We never actually found out. who do you okay. who, who do you want the Giants to draft? I don't know if we've ever gotten that out of you. Charles I don't know Kraft. if any of us well, are
7: interested. <laughs>
11: <laughs> well, look, look I, I put, I, to, me it, to me, why are we making another hole on the team when we don't have to? And we've got so many holes to fill as it is. So to me, I would be restructuring Bradbury's contract. Uh-huh. We don't need another hole. We don't need to have to get well, Charlie again. Cornerback. It is not a
5: restructure. It would be a An contract extension. extension. You cannot restructure a one-year contract. That's fine.
11: That's fine. Then <laughs> extend them. He's 28 years old. He'll be 29. Cornerbacks are good until they're 33. Just he's a good cornerback. Why create another hole? Because if see if the thing is if we end up picking a. Cornerback at five or seven, then, and we get our tackle. Then we don't have a pass rusher. I just then can't believe Charlie's go.
5: impatient and wants to worry about this year and not worry about the future. It's shocking.
4: I, I thought <laughs> you asked him about who they should draft. I did. And here he is talking yeah, about. I, I, did you ever I'm think he was going to stay I'm on point, it. Paul? Come
7: on.
11: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm getting there. But what I'm saying is, if you if you don't do that, then you don't need a cornerback. So then at 36, you can pick the best player, whoever that is, a guard, a wide receiver, a safety, whatever. This way we're going to have to get a cornerback, a tackle, and a pass rusher. No, you don't have to do anything. You
5: don't have to do
11: anything, Charlie. That's your choice. Well, I mean, that's what this, you know, the chain and them are going to have to do because we need a pass rusher. So pick players,
4: Charlie. Who are you picking?
5: Yeah, who do you want, Charlie? Okay,
11: all right. Then what I'm picking is if, if, if I can't pick a quarterback, that's what I would do, but we're not. So I would pick Tibbs and I would pick uh, Cross. Those okay. are the two guys I would want. Who's the second um, round guy you
5: want? You were talking about the second round. Who's the second round guy you would want to drop to them?
11: Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of different one- people. I mean, if we don't if we keep Bradbury, then we don't need a cornerback, yeah. so then I would probably go for another interior offensive lineman. Yeah, whoever's there—Green or Zion or or whoever. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But or or I'd go with—I might even go with a safety. uh, You know, a high like Hill, Hill out of uh, Michigan. He won't be there Um, either.
7: Keep going, Charlie. You're three for three, Charlie. Continue. (laughs) Come on. Press your luck. Let's go. Throw out a fourth guy that's gonna be picked in the top ten. Charlie
4: is shooting par for the course. He's unrealistic on all his picks. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) Wait,
5: Isn't there someone else on the show that's usually unrealistic with the players they want to fall to picks? I don't quite remember who that might be though. Oh at least they're in the neighborhood. I know I'm just teasing you, Paul. I'm just teasing you, Hey look, hey look, there's one more
11: thing there I've been seeing on Twitter. From uh, there's a there's a rumor that the Texans want to move up, and they're and they're talking to us about our seventh pick. Yeah, I we, think they have the 13th we read that. pick. Mm-hmm. No, you read that? Uh um, so yes. We
5: read the Schefter tweet so that the pretty, Texans Titan Texans are looking to move from 13. All right.
11: So yes. if they, so, if they take our seventh, so who are we going to pick at five? We're going to get our tackle, right? Yeah. You or would are we going to get our?
5: No, nah, yeah. I, w- uh, I, w- I would think d- I would think tackle at five if you're going to move out of
11: seven. Okay. So if we're moving from seven to thirteen, who we who who's going to be available at thirteen for a pass rush? Troy,
5: did you not listen to the mock draft?
11: We just went through this. Jermaine Johnson. (laughs) No, I'm. (laughs) Jermaine Johnson (laughs) at number thirteen. I can't listen to any more mock drafts. Tell you the truth, but uh, at thirteen, you think Johnson's still going to be there? I I will tell you right
7: now. You know, we have the same reaction to your phone calls. <laughs> Thank you, Charlie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Come on. He's out on that one. I don't.
5: See ya. That was perfect, Lance. That was great. That was Thank fantastic. Thank you. Thank that you. Was, that was yes. very good. Yes. No, was I'm, I'm good. bowing. You can't see it, but I'm taking a bow. Taking oh, a bow. Man. Look, yeah. I, I've said it before, guys. I'll say it again. I have 13 kind of like top guys that I feel really good about, what I have labeled as red players on my board that I really like. So you'll get one of those 13 guys. The problem is that three of those 13 guys are wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I can, it's Hutchinson, Walker, Aquanu, Gardner, Neal, Cross, Thibodeau, Jamison Williams, Derek Stingley, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, Kyle, Lund, Kyle Hamilton, and Jermaine Johnson. Those are my 13, like, top players that I think there's a drop-off after that. Now, how about this? Ooh, here's a juicy one for you. What do you guys think about this one? What if... You pick your best player at five, and then you pick Penning at thirteen.
4: That's really high for him, no?
5: I don't think so. We had him going sixteen in our mock. Yeah,
4: and I I thought I thought that was probably at the fringe of the top of where his range should be. And he's been penciled in to the Ravens by a lot of people at fourteen. I know. I had him at ten in our first draft. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And I remember saying that his mom would be very happy with him. <laughs> how, how, would, how, would, no,
5: how would you guys feel about Penning at 13 if you don't pick a tackle at five? How would you guys, if you walked out of this draft with your, you know, your, whoever your favorite defensive player is, whether it's Sauce or, or Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson, whatever, one of those guys, and then you pick Penning at 13 and you get a couple day two picks this year and next year. For the price of doing business. What do you think about See, that? See
4: John, that that to me is not just a solely draft and a bubble question because uh, mm-hmm. it, it's the consensus, and I've talked to enough of, of scouts and NFL people who believe this very strongly. You are not getting a plug and play tackle after the top three. Penning is is usually the fourth tackle on everybody's board and he is gonna need at least a year before you're going to be able to start him. I believe get, wherever penning goes, Paul, he he's will be a starter. Well, the he's going to have to because, you know, if well, you take him at this point, well, you're not going to have, gonna have a Thomas. choice. It
2: took him a year to get really kind of
4: – Okay, but here's the thing. The Giants cannot afford, in my mind, if Daniel Jones is going to be given every opportunity to prove his worth and to prove his chance to stay, you have to give him one of those three tackles. You cannot settle for the fourth well, tackle on the board. Though, right? Put him on the field. And expect Daniel Jones to have the best chance to stay. I I think this is partly a Daniel Jones question. I can't take the fourth tackle. I've got to get one of the top three.
7: I would be okay with that arrangement.
4: Uh, and, and it's okay. It's How about you, preference. Lance? What do you think? Well,
7: I guess I, I just want clarification because when Jeff said that previous statement, I was confused. Are all three top no. offensive linemen still available when you make the pick at five? No,
5: no. not not all three. My point is that you well, choose to select. If let's say they oh, have you a, choose
2: to select, a, okay.
5: Let's say they have a much higher grade on somebody else. They decide to pick him over the tackle, and then you pick Penning at thirteen. Would you guys be
7: happy with that? I don't know. I would side with Paul by saying I don't know if the trade-off for me, John, is worth settling for the fourth offensive lineman simply to pick up an additional second-round pick okay. under your scenario. Well, uh, that, that's how I'm looking okay. at it more from a value no, standpoint. Meaning, I would rather have one of the top three offensive linemen and sacrifice the additional second-round pick than take the additional second-round pick and settle for the fourth offensive lineman.
4: I have, and, and remember too, guys. The offensive lineman, if you are getting one of the top three tackles in this draft, he doesn't just help Daniel Jones. In theory, he helps Barkley too. And by the way, I happen to agree with you
7: guys. Or a future quarterback. Is this Paul? Gonna say a future yeah, I mean, to it line. doesn't have to be Daniel Jones. Whoever absolutely the is. Well, this well, year, this year. No, you're I understand it's you're Jones. looking at it, but yeah. even beyond. I mean, remember, yeah. you're not picking him just no for doubt. 2022. Guys, no doubt, I'm, I'm with you. I would take the tackle
5: at five. So let's go scenario B then. All right, I agree. I think that's a little risky. And who knows? Maybe Penny doesn't get to. I 13. think we all agree. We don't that. know. All right. So how about the other scenario? You get your top offensive tackle of five. Let's just say it's Charles Cross as a theory. I'm getting you a day-two pick this year, a day-two pick next year. And you get Kyle Hamilton at 13. Would you guys be okay with that?
4: That I could live with a little bit more. I would be more apt to do that one than the first one you gave me. The first one I'm turning down. The second one I would really think about. Jeff, Jeff Struggling. What do you got, Jeff? Yes or no?
2: Well, I, I think, I, I mean, I know... This the, is my last day for hypotheticals. I'm enjoying it's <laughs> It <this>. so hard. <laughs> um, no, I, I would take that. I mean, I think that Kyle Hamilton is a player that you're going to be able to be, have some versatility with him, um, and then you get those extra t- t- picks. Yeah, okay. I would go with that. Fin-
5: yeah. f- final scenario, because you, because you don't know who's going to be there at 13. You pick the tackle at five. Unfortunately, all the defensive players in our top tier get wiped out, and the best player on your board is a wide receiver. And, and you get either London, Williams, or Garrett Wilson at 13. Would you be okay with that scenario? You get Cross at five, you pick up the two-day two picks, and you get one of those top three wide
2: receivers. No, there's no corners left at all? I mean, No, I mean, Stingley's I, gone. Okay, so Stingley and, Ga- and Sauce are gone. Stingley, Johnson, Hamilton, they're all gone. That
7: I wouldn't do.
4: I'm not doing that either. I would rather have the go defensive get player. De- yeah, okay. At yeah. seven. Yeah,
2: Jordan Davis would be really good. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'm just, no,
4: Jordan well, Davis would be there. No, Jordan
7: Davis would be there. Jordan yeah. Davis would be there at thirteen. Yeah. No, but but John's hypothetical though has him taking a wide receiver though.
5: Well, yes, so, but correct. You know, I was just saying yeah. that all of the other. So I do it. All the other top off defensive players are gone. Jordan Davis would be the next guy up, and Trent McDuffie would be there too. If you want to pick McDuffie, there. I, I'm still. I tell you, pass. if Garrett
2: Wilson is there, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Okay, I really am.
5: All right, 201-939-4513. This is why the, the tradebacks, fun exercises. Let's go to Kenny in Florida. He's up next. Hey, Kenny.
1: Hey, guys. Love the show. Love the draft coverage. Listen every day. Thank uh, you. Following Charlie was a little scary. I was like, hopefully he doesn't give you guys uh, any agita. No, we he didn't. You're not the okay. only one that
2: thinks <laughs> that, so you're okay.
1: You should always want to follow no. Charlie. Are you yeah, kidding me?
2: Low bar.
7: <laughs> it makes any caller look great. Mm-hmm.
1: So my question is, a couple of weeks ago, it didn't really seem likely that two or all three of the top tackles um, would be on the board. So um, if the top four was, um, you know, Hutchison, Thibodeau, Stingley, and then Salt Gardner, and we had all three, would you feel comfortable taking a combination of Ika Maquano and Neal or Ika Maquano and Cross? your guard tackle or even kneel at tackle and cross if he was the one that was available so i guess my question is would you do it like why or why not and then i guess ultimately my question is are there business like like nfl uh one rules to why you wouldn't do it besides you know them being on the same contract no. um line
4: thank you kenny appreciate the call my friend do I understand, John? He's basically saying, would it be possible
5: to line,
7: take two offensive yes. linemen at 5-7? Yes. and seven. That's So basically, you,
5: you pick Aquana yep. to be the guard,
7: and then you pick either Neal or Cross to be your tackle. There are—I t- don't know who wants to start. No, go ahead, Lance. Go okay. Well, there are two reasons why I wouldn't do it. The first reason would be I don't think the offensive line is the only major need slash value for the Giants at that position. Agreed. Even if you square away the offensive line, you still have question marks on defense, and you are probably going to be in position to get a defensive playmaker, which means you could address two sides of the ball with each of your top picks. That's number one, and And, that's the first reason. And
2: get another pick next year. You could get an offensive lineman next year in the first round if you wanted to.
7: Sure, you could. Mm -hmm. You could very well wait to address that, or you could get another offensive lineman in the second round. You can always find the Guard, yep. if you need yep.
2: one,
5: it's yeah. easy to find. Now you're not going to find maybe a, like a Quentin Nelson level guard, but you can find a guard. Anyway, have Lance, you go seen ahead. this offensive line the last ten years?
2: Well, well that means it's easy to get someone. No, but they're Paul, gonna be better in fairness, than
5: Paul, in fairness, they have not spent high, except for Will Hernandez in the second round. Right, they have not spent That's high true. quality resources on guards true. and centers. That's they have true. not.
4: I, that tackles that they true. have.
5: <laughs> yeah. They have they have it at guard though. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead, Lance. That is you're, true. You're, you're, yeah. you're Justin just like
7: Pugh, Eric Flowers, the See? list goes on and yeah, on. Yeah. The second reason goes to what the caller, I think, was scratching at in terms of the contract. This is not necessarily something that I would shy away from, but I don't love the idea of having to then simultaneously extend the contracts of two guys at the same position from a salary cap perspective, meaning sometimes I think it's a little bit better to spread it out a little bit well, more. Fair. For example, you look at the Cowboys, they used a lot of first round picks on offensive line, but they didn't do it in the same year. Mm-hmm. Gives you a little bit more breathing room. That's what I would Because say. you're putting a lot of resource into one position when you're limited based on the cap. So that's my second reason.
5: Now I will say this in his scenario, those would be the highest graded players on my board. Well, they would have to the be the offensive right? linemen yeah.
7: would be. I
2: mean
5: they would because I well, have to justify that, I would hope so. I have the three offensive linemen ahead of Thibodeau, Stingley, and Johnson on my personal board. So that's why I would consider it. But in the end, given the long-term uh, nature of this build, I would not spend the seventh pick on a guard. Yeah. I got to go defense on either one of those. Now I would then consider trading down. You really want a guard, go trade down and go get Zion Johnson or Kenyon green.
2: Well, if you could get those two second rounders in the previous yeah, discussion, that too, sure. I mean, you could, you could, I mean, yeah, green could be there. I, yeah. I, think, I, don't, I don't know. In our mock, they're both gone. Well,
5: I'm saying if you're like, you're going, you really want to guard, then you trade down with Houston and pick a guard there.
4: Look, we've all pick been Zion. saying on this program for quite a while now, we do think the Giants will take another offensive lineman after the first round. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be probably in the third or fourth.
5: I think round three
4: is a nice okay. sweet spot for that. Because they got two. They mm-hmm. got two picks in the third exactly. round. So that's more likely than any other round. So to me, it's highly, highly, Highly unlikely they take two at five and seven. Is it possible? Sure, anything's possible, but I highly
5: doubt it. 201 939 I think we're all on the same page about that. I wouldn't be mad, though, I think only because I think Aquanu is a Quentin Nelson-level guard.
2: I sure would like the Giants to have something in between 36 and 67. Though. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, just to kind of give you a well, little bit why of I a want to with homie feeling. Yeah, I mean, that's a big drop, 36 to 67. It's a lot, of, that's, uh, be a lot of good players going off. With the by the mix. way, yeah.
7: on the topic of the Giants and the Texans, John, I know you're speculating, but of course. I mean people are sending us tweets about these reports. To me, it's not coming from anything with substance. Schefter only said the Texans are looking to move yeah, up. Of course. He didn't necessarily tie it into 100%. It's the Giants. Oh, yeah, of course No, because I'm getting other tweets that are like having these reports per source, but they're not credited to anybody. Lance, to be so, fair...
4: The only one that we have any credibility on is the fact that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers executive the other day said that he has been looking all over the first round from 20 and has inquired as much as 7 as to what the price would be to move. So we can say with certainty, the Steelers admitted this, that they inquired about the Giants' 7th pick. That we know to be a fact. The Steelers have already admitted it.
2: That was the other GM, not the current one. That would be Lance. (laughs)
4: Yes, not be from the mock draft you're talking about. That was Kevin Colbert, the actual general that's manager. Right. Yeah. Yes. right, right. So, I mean, that's the one piece of reality we have because the Steelers did say they asked about the price of the seven. So we know that conversation has taken place, however deep it was or wasn't. that That's the only one we know.
5: Yeah, I don't see any. I see some random like NFL news.
4: That's thing, the one that Lance, I'm talking and I'm about. I'm not buying yes. that. I don't no, see because any there's No
7: credibility here. in terms of who runs that account, and there's no individual that it's credited to. Yeah. So I, I just want to say, be careful what you read. That's all in terms of what's out there right now.
5: Yeah. 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 I don't see any. Like Schefter here. specifically
7: said, the Texans are looking to move up, but he didn't connect it to any specific team. That's all. Correct.
5: All right. We got five minutes. We got two calls. I promise we'll get everybody in, and we have to be off at two because, frankly, the cafeteria is closing, and Pierce and I need to eat. So let's go to Julian in Florida. <laughs> he's up next.
12: Julian, what's up? Hey, guys. How are you doing? It's been a while. I still listen every day. Um, I know we only got a limited time here, but just want to say hi again. Um, John, your hypotheticals are insane. Paul, he's on three hours of sleep. Give him a break. No, never. Um, you break? <laughs> I lift a torture you know, it's, 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 detail. He does. He does you're probably driving. That's probably why he stayed up all night. All these hypotheticals running through his head. Uh, you're not explain, kidding. But.
4: Like a like a like a <laughs> stock wall Wall Street stock ticker just running through my head all night.
12: Go ahead, his, Julian. What do you head got? Spinning, his head was spinning like a dreidel in a sandstorm. Um, so, uh, just really quick on Daniel Jones, his fifth year uh, option. I think it's the right move. Um, if he plays well enough to warrant an extension, I believe the Giants would rather extend him for a few seasons. Then slap an insanely expensive franchise tag on him. Well, franchise so, tag is only it,
5: thirty million, Julian. That's not insanely expensive for a
4: quarterback. If he plays really well, that would actually be a ballpark figure. I just think it's right, be- but for our cap
12: situation and where it's at right now, where it could be next year, I mean, you know, we just gotta. I just think it was the smartest move. If he listen, if he fails you, you move on. No money attached. This what? is his prove it year. No, uh, can we agree 100%, on
2: that? Yeah, hundred yeah. yeah. percent. We all agree.
5: Yeah, we agree with you on that.
2: Sure. But my my question is, what is okay. good enough? That that's the that's oh. that's the hard thing to say. What is good enough? We can talk about that after the draft. Yeah, Julian. What else? Yeah,
12: yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, so uh, I also agree with the the last caller. Just said something about a tackle and a guard maybe grabbing them five and seven. I would not do that, but I would be okay with taking a tackle at seven. Uh, who knows if we get. We go defense, whatnot, but I would I would really love to get a guard in the second round. Um, some of these guards you guys are talking about in the first round, there could be potentially one that falls to the second. Why not grab him, have a great tackle with our first round? Oh, no, 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 hard. Julian, that's fine. 36
2: if, is doable.
5: If Green, yeah. Linderbaum, or Zion somehow, and by the way, I think Linderbaum is the best shot. If they somehow get the 36, yeah, I'd, I'd, have I no, don't, I'd have no problem with
12: that It's crazy how he's dropping. It's crazy how he's dropping. and, and, and short arms, and, man. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but they're saying he's like one of the best centered prospects to come on the draft in a long time, correct? Yeah, that's right. In, yeah. in, in
5: terms of pure production and how he played in college, yes, but his traits are problematic.
12: I got you. I got you. Okay. I know I don't have much time here, so I actually just really quick, guys. I know you did your whole first round draft. If you guys can, like, you know, John, what was... I know you guys did the draft together, but I would... So curious to hear what your top seven would be separately. What the Tino's top seven would be, John yours, and uh Feigl's yours, and, and uh of course Lance's. You. So like, I'm just curious to hear where you're all separately. Your heads are at for the top seven picks. In terms of what we, and I'll think, let you guys go on that.
5: Julian, in terms of what we think is going to happen or what we want to
12: happen, just yours. What your mocks is, what, what, oh. what mock is, what what hmm. Feigl's mock is, what oh, the Tino's mock is. Not the whole thing. Just the top seven. Just the top we'll seven picks.
5: All right. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, Appreciate the call. All right. all right. You guys ruminate on that. I'm going to squeeze on our next call. We'll do yeah. that at the very end. All right. Let's go to Joseph in New York. Joseph, what's up?
3: Hey, guys. Great show. Uh, love the coverage. Longtime listener. Thank you. I, I, I got to say, I am baffled by everyone dropping Thibodeau down the way they're dropping him down. I'm kind of in Jeff's court. I'm not trading that seventh pick unless I get a first-rounder for the next year. And if it's up to me, I'm taking my tackle on Thibodeau. If if if, if Sauce Gardner's off and Stingley's off, that's it. I, you guys can talk about it. I'm off the air.
4: No, thank no. you, Joseph. Appreciate <laughs> the call. Jeff and I are on that
5: same page. Hey, We're I, in yeah. total agreement. I think that's a very realistic scenario, and I wouldn't be mad about that. That'd be fine. You mm-hmm. get Thibodeau on a tackle? Yeah. Cool, that works. Yeah.
7: I just, I don't see you get in a first round pick to go from seven to 13. I just, I don't see. Yeah, I mean, I think, right.
5: and I think seven to 20, you barely get it. Yeah. Barely. You're probably getting nothing. You might have to give something a little small back to Pittsburgh
7: to get that one back from them.
5: And I don't think, to your point, Lance, I don't think Pittsburgh thinks they need to move up.
7: I don't think so either. No. I not, think not Pittsburgh is thinking just like New England last year. Mac Jones has fell to them. Yep. I think Pittsburgh is thinking the same thing. And maybe they Preach like Pickett
5: patients. and Willis, too. And if they like both of them, they'd be happy sure. to get either one. More of a reason. All or really, Matt Corral, too. All right, really quickly, how do you guys think the top seven is going to go? Who wants to go first?
2: Why don't we all just, when we say the first, we can all give our first and then just go down. I think that would be same. confusing.
5: What? Yeah. <laughs> I think you want to give all the picks in a row. All right, all right I'll go first then, all right? I, I think if I had to pick the top seven, I want to put a at one. It's my gut feeling. It's my gut feeling. But I'll trust Charlie Campbell. i So I'll go Walker one, Hutchinson two, a three, Sauce Gardner four, Giants pick Cross at five, Panthers pick Neal at six, and then the Giants pick – the Giants will try to trade down, and I think they trade down uh, – we won't do trades. And the Giants pick Thibodeau at seven. So that would be my best guess. Cross and Thibodeau, five and
2: seven. I have uh, Walker first, Hutchinson second, Aquana going to the Texans, the Jets taking the the, uh, the Gardner. I have uh, the Giants taking um, Neal, and then the Carolina Panthers taking Cross, and then the Giants uh, taking Thibodeau.
5: Oh, so we have the same thing, except we Pretty have, have Neal and their, Cross yes. swap. That's yeah.
4: it, okay. How about who wants to go next? Um, all right, Uh. What we think is going to happen. Yes, I'll still go Hutchinson happen. to Jacksonville. Um, I'm going to go back to uh, Thibodeau to Detroit, Stingley to Houston, Gardner to the Jets, Equanu to the Giants, Neal to Carolina, uh, and then the Giants. Uh, is Giants Walker St- still there? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: we'll take yeah. Walker. I'll take him for you. Wow. There. Paul
4: okay, pull, take him. <laughs> wow, pull, pull managed to
5: get the Giants Equanu and Walker. That's a hell of a mock draft. Yeah. Lance, how about you? <laughs> no.
7: I have uh, Hutchinson going to Jacksonville, Walker to Detroit, Aquano to the Texans, Sauce to the Jets, Giants take Neal, Panthers go with Cross, and then Thibodeau to the Giants.
5: Right. Yeah, so you, so you and Jeff are almost identical there.
4: I want Aquano Good and Thibodeau. Let alike. me make that very yes, clear to everybody out there. Aquano and Thibodeau are my dream picks for 5 and 7. That's what I want the Giants dream to picks,
5: do. Dream picks, okay. That's what I want the Giants to my, do. My dream picks for those two spots would be Sauce and
7: Neal.
8: <clears throat>
5: but I would be very happy with Sauce and Cross. And it rhymes.
7: I would be okay with Jermaine Johnson being one of those picks, too. So, so I'll throw so, that so out. Do you want Johnson and what tackle, Lance? Evan Neal and Jermaine Johnson, I okay. think would be a How very good How about nice you, Jeff? What, what what's your best case scenario?
2: Um, I would probably take Iquanu. And? And and uh no it, and what was it? we will be your
5: second guy? What would be your ideal picks at five and seven for the Giants?
2: Oh, I I, I would need a corner. Do you want sauce? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm not gonna get uh, him. You know,
5: but... and then guys, by the way. It just shows you how crazy this draft is. Yeah, they're we all have five different dream seven, picks.
2: And they're all different. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's why it's going to be fun. We have, we have like crazy. A six different names in there. Well, look at all that's the right. mock crazy. Everybody's exactly. got –
5: every. it's all over the place. Guys, and that's what we've been talking about. It's all nuts. Who knows what's going to happen? Bingo. Again, stay tuned tonight, guys. We're going to have live coverage on YouTube. Not with us. Paul and I will make uh, cameos with uh, Bob Papa and, and Carl Banks and that crew over at the stadium at the draft party. Make sure you check that out. Um, And we'll see you then. And then we'll be back with another Big Blue Click Off Live. We'll record a reaction to 5 and 7. And we'll get it up on the website as soon as we can uh, after those picks are made. And then we're back tomorrow, 12 to 2. For everybody, I'm Schmelk. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next time.